Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? <laughs> My name is Quincy. Tonight, my name is Quincy, and this is my show. And yes, all we need is just a little patience. Now, before I get started, let me do a little show maintenance and explain to you how this show works. This show is a platform for you, the callers, the chat room participants, the social networkers. All of you have the opportunity to voice chat or tweet your opinions to me and be heard worldwide and completely uncensored. Because here on T2Q, there are no experts, just opinions. Unlike most shows where you simply just listen to the host talk on and on, I allow you the opportunity to speak your mind. You can join my show legends each episode and discuss a wide range of things like relationships, current events, sports, celebrities, and more. This show is very informal by design because my style is very unorthodox in nature. The topics are random, but relevant with what's going on in the world today. Tonight, we are discussing how to encourage someone without nagging them. We'll discuss something else that will piss off smokers and a follow-up story on a previous topic involving gangs in California. The call-in number to join the mix tonight is 347-202-0215. If you decide to call in and you get the urge to voice your opinion, then after you connect, hit 1 on your dial pad. That lets me know that you're ready to speak. And please mute your phone if you're not speaking because background noise is kind of a worrisome thing to deal with on a radio show. Now, another way you can contribute to the show without the background noise is to follow me on Twitter at talk to q There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. And even if you happen to miss the live chat, feel free to answer the questions anyway. I mean, you know, I can discuss them on next week's show. Now, if you want to learn more about me 
the show or the show legends, then boogie on over to TalkToQ.com. And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. T2Q radio show number 452 starts right after this word from Mohican.biz. Do you have student debt? We offer neither debt refinancing nor consolidation. What we offer is student debt obliteration. How? Freelancing your way out of debt. Become a freelancer on our site, mohican.biz. Only those owing student debt and residing in the U.S. can register. Any company or individual can post jobs on the site. Furthermore, mohican.biz strives to bring those individuals still carrying student loan debt together with those institutions who educated them, as well as those who provided the financing to make their education possible. Thus, we will promote our registered freelancers with banks, universities, and many other organizations, including the federal government. The idea is for these institutions to outsource work by posting jobs at mohican.biz, to which our registered freelancers would then apply. Please visit mohican.biz for more information. That's mohican.biz. My thanks to Mohican.biz for once again being a sponsor of the Talk to Q radio show. Be sure to go to Mohican.biz and check them out. No one wants to deal with student debt. I mean, that's just a problem in this country. It's higher than credit card debt. Go to Mohican.biz and check them out. All right. And, you know, we all have our moments when we want our significant other or family member to do something that needs to be done. However, if you keep bothering them, then at some point they tune you out. So how can you encourage someone to do what you need them to do without nagging them? At what point does it transition from encouragement to pestering? That's what we're going to discuss as our main topic for tonight's Talk to Q radio show. But first, let me go to the phones and welcome on a couple of show legends. To the 850 area code, I go, the Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida, and welcome on the Buckster. Buck, what's happening, man? What up, what up? How's everybody doing this evening? Doing well, man. How are you? Doing pretty good. Had to do a little mechanic work today, but got things running good and just sitting back chilling. Get her done. All right. And now I will go to the 248 area code outside of the Motor City of Detroit up in Michigan, and welcome on author Crystal Hickerson. Crystal, how are you? I'm fine, Hugh. How are you, Buck? I am cooler than the other side of the pillow. How are you doing, Crystal? Okay. I'm great. Excellent. Good. And we'll go ahead and get started. 347-202-0215 is the number to join the Talk to Q radio show. Hit one when you're ready to talk after you dial in. Uh, Let's talk about encouragement, first of all, when it comes to relationships. Okay, because that's probably when it's the most frustrating. It's one thing to have a parent-child deal when you're trying to encourage a child, but when you're trying to encourage an adult, it can get frustrating. So we'll just start with the basic question, I guess. Crystal, how do you encourage a mate without nagging them? you have any tips? Crystal? Crystal? Hi. 
I heard you for a second. You disappeared on me. Hello. Yes, you're there. Okay. God. Anyway, um, what the hell was I saying? Um, I can't encourage men to do anything apparently, um, except for leave. Uh. And sex usually works for a little while, but that's about it. I don't nag because it's mm-hmm. not in my nature. Okay, so you don't have a way at all to encourage a dude. Nope. Wow, that's unfortunate, Crystal. I kind of feel kind of bad after hearing that. Makes me make me hate. I ask you the question. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm <laughs> like I put you on the spot with that one. Okay. Yeah, she's not. Um, no, not really. We'll pass collection plate later. Let me, Buck. How do you encourage uh, women to do whatever it is you're trying to get them to do? I mean, I'm not talking about like to do something outrageous, like uh, you're trying to encourage her in the anal sex or anything. I mean, like, something reasonable, like, you know, chores around the house or, you know, cleaning up after herself or, you know, things of that nature. I mean, uh, you know, the encourager, I mean, it's pretty simple. I mean, if you – you got to be in the it's, – it's all about being in the moment. You know, she could be in there washing dishes, not run up behind her or something, you know, you know, play with them, play with her a little bit, you know. That way she know, you know, that I'm in tune with her because she's washing dishes or, you know, she could be outside or something like that, you know, maybe laying out in the backyard or something. I come back there and surprise her or something, you know, just just little things. I'm not going to get into graphic detail, but, I mean, you can get what I'm talking about. I mean, just, you know, it's little things that kind of, lead to bigger things. So as long as the little things are being done, then the bigger things, they just happen automatically. Well, was that a euphemism or something? Little things lead to bigger things? I'm I'm trying to figure out where you were going with that one. No? You know where I was going with that Anybody that's an adult know where I was going with that one. You know what's up. <laughs> well, that doesn't include me. I'm far from an adult. But, Crystal, we know the stereotype... <laughs> We know the stereotype of women nagging men, but can a man, man nag a woman? I mean, have you ever had a man just nag you? Yeah, there's some men who are just basically bitches, you know. <laughs> but, you know, I don't usually date those kind of guys. But, I mean, I've known guys like that, you know, just in general. Mm-hmm. But other women's boyfriends. mm and because, I mean, I'm like, you know, like, what are you arguing about? You know, I mean, it's so ridiculous to me. Um, I mean, if you're not married and you don't have kids, you don't, you know, I'm sharing a home, what the hell are you arguing about? And a lot of times it's over something really stupid, but whatever. Okay. And, Buck, do you think that a um, a man can nag a woman? I think so. They got low self-esteem about themselves. You know, they feel you know insecure, and they think they're gonna lose it because of whatever reason. You know, we can use that clown that we used last night. You know, they were you know trying to you know get on Facebook or whatever, get on social media trying to get money so he can get enough money to go down there to watch his damn female down in Miami. I mean, that's a prime example of insecurity right there. I mean, that's just a bitch way out. I mean, dude. I mean, get that money and do what you want to do with it. But, 
I mean, golly, that was just stupid right there. And to put yourself on, you know, social media because you're trying to get enough money to hang out with your damn female in Miami down in spring break is ludicrous. Either y'all get the money together or get rid of her and go 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 a different route. So, okay, that's the way I feel about. Well, I think that men can nag women. A lot of times, it's um, I'm pretty sure if you ask the average woman, it's probably when it comes to sex. if she's not into it and he's wanting it, then he's going to pester her to death. If there's something he wants to do special, something new, and she doesn't want to do it, he may pester her about it. Um, I think guys can nag. I just think that uh, most of the time guys are just, for the most part, the average guy, and I can only speak for guys in my generation because I realize there's a new breed of man out there who wears skinny jeans. But to guys of my generation... Um, a lot of times you just want some peace and quiet, so you're you're not necessarily going to fuss about too much. You know, maybe if it pertains to sex, but not too much, I guess. Not to that point, but I'm pretty sure there's some women who may think differently. But as far as um, ways to encourage your mate, first of all, you have to come from a place of respect. All right, you don't want to just come at someone all sideways and tell them you know, how they suck at something and that they'll never amount to anything and all that stuff, and then expect them to do something. You know, you catch more flies with honey than you do vinegar, um, unless you have quick hands. But uh, that's normally how you catch flies, right? Um, Another thing is not to insist that the task be done on your time. Um, Don't say, I expect these dishes to be clean within the next 20 minutes. Or so, because more than likely, I'm going to wait 20 minutes for you to come in the room just so I can be defiant. Uh, let's see. And also, it's good to encourage someone to not make a promise they can't keep. So I would rather someone tell me, no, they can't do something, than to tell me they're going to do it and then just don't do it. Now, that's frustrating. You know, if if, if you know someone tells you, hey, I'm going to take care of this task sometime this weekend and they don't do it, I would have rather they said, no, I'm not going to do it from jumping. I can find someone to do it or do it myself. And last but not least, no backseat driving. It is really frustrating when you try to, you have someone that tries to encourage you to do something and then they tell you how to do it every step of the way. That's frustrating. That's frustrating. So, I mean, those are some things to remember when it comes to trying to encourage your mate, if you can avoid some of those things, it may help it go over a little more smoothly. But, Crystal, what do most people nag their mates to do? Or maybe I should say encourage their mates to do. In relationships, what do you think is one of the things that comes up? Crystal, I lost you again. All right, Buck, I'll try you. Go ahead. I was saying when it comes to relationships, what what do you think most people are nagging their significant other to do the most? It depends. I mean, it depends on the relationship, really. I mean, it could be it could be a, it could be it could be maybe a, a certain position. It could be it could be either acting right or act, you know doing the right thing. It could be a variety of things. Okay. All right. I know um, a lot of times it comes to, has to do with chores. 
Um, everyone has a certain, well, I would hope that everyone has a certain set of chores around their household. And if one person is not maintaining their chores, a lot of times that can be a problem because a lot of things start, you know, there. Um, but, yeah, it can be. Like how, how clothes, like how clothes are supposed to be separated when you wash clothes. And, well, yeah, I would hope so. That <laughs> there's some separation when it comes to clothes, but yeah, I mean something as simple as that. Maybe one person does it one way, another person does it another way. Um, so I mean, there's a lot that goes to that. But Crystal, do I have you again? Can you hear me now? Yes, ma'am. Okay. What was the question? I said, um, what are some of the things that people tend to need encouragement on in relationships? Oh, need encouragement on. Um, yes. I'm getting a job. Um, True. You took my thing of chores. That's what I was going to say earlier. Um, that's usually the main thing. Um, you know, I mean, I prefer a guy to actually do the, like, mow the lawn and things like that as opposed to hiring somebody. Mhm. I mean, that's just a weak thing for me. So a guy should do all the guy stuff. And um, if he hires somebody to do it and he doesn't even try first, like plumbing or something, yeah, then that's a little annoying. So an encouragement, you know, to you know be a man, do the man stuff. Okay. Okay. And. Uh... I was just telling Buck earlier that I installed a shower head last week, and I was proud of myself. My first time doing it, oh, I just wow. said, you know what, I'm going to give it a try. I got in there, got it done, 15 minutes. Felt like a bona fide plumber. I actually think I can start my own business now. There you go. That's what's up. <laughs> but you got to the, install them pulleys and stuff on your car. Then then you can you can be professional when it comes to that. Uh, no, nah, I ain't gone to mechanic route yet. I can do the basics, but um, I hadn't gone to um, tensioners and things of that nature. But um, which I'm sure I can Google it. So that's my answer to everything. I, I'll try anything because I'll Google it first. Like I'm going to do some electrical work, um, and I'm going to Google it first to try to make sure I don't electrocute myself. But anyway, um, is it but is it best to explain why something is important to you? Uh, when it comes to encouraging a mate, does that help? Like, say, for example, you talked about the clothes and how to sort them. Is it best to just explain the the benefit from sorting it a certain way as opposed to just saying, no, this is how it should be done without an explanation? Yeah, I think it's important that if you explain it, you know, how, how it's supposed to be done rather than just, you know, saying it. If you explain why you do it a certain way, I think you know it make you know it's more plausible, you know, pliable versus just saying this is how I do it and that's it. You know, it needs to be explained why you do a certain thing a certain way. You where you you know do tiles together, so therefore you don't have them little balls on your shirts. You know, you got to get one of them little shavers to shave your shirt yeah. with. I mean, there's a reason tiles need to be washed separate or socks need to be washed with no un- doubt. you know underwear. Therefore, you don't have to worry about, you know, the balls on your clothes and stuff. There's a reason for it. I mean, and if you explain it that way, 
then it will make sense instead of just saying, this is how I do it, and I want you to do it that way or else. And, Crystal, do you agree with that? Because it makes a lot of sense to me. I know when, when I was married, uh, when it came to washing dishes, and the missus would explain to me why she did certain things, it just made a lot more sense. And I said, oh, that you know, okay, I can. I do see why I should do this to make this more sanitary or whatever the situation is. Uh, or do you think sometimes people should just do what you say do because it makes you happy? I think people should just do what I say do. I mean, <laughs> I am not really good at explaining myself. I don't like to have to explain myself. Usually I give people, you know, just a few minutes. I tell you to do something. Um, you don't do it, but I'll just do it myself, and then I don't expect you to ever do it again, you know. I mean, why am I why am I explaining myself? I mean, just do it. And secondly, as far as, you know, turning the tables and him explaining something to me, I mean, you don't have to explain anything to me. I know why you want me to do it this way or, or whatever, and maybe your way is right or maybe my way is better. I mean, but if you want me to do it, then I'm just going to do it the way I want to do it. I mean, you don't, don't explain to me how to do it. That's condescending. I mean, to me. It's like, you know, you tell me I'm stupid. <laughs> Crystal, you killed me. I mean, I don't know. Which is why I'm single, because I don't like this. I don't like compromising. I don't like talking about it. I mean, damn. I mean, okay, you want me to do this? Fine, I'll do it. But don't don't tell me how to do it. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. Well, not necessarily how, but why. I'm like this. No, no, no. no. Don't tell me why. That's the same thing. Because, okay, okay, first of all, let's say a guy says, wash my clothes. Okay, okay, fine. I say, okay, I'm going to wash the clothes. Now, I'm starting to wash the clothes, and then you come down there or wherever, because, well, my washing dryer is in the basement. You come down there and you say, oh, wait, you need to put this with this. And I'm like, look, if you want to do the damn washing yourself, then you can do it, and then you can do it exactly the way you want to do it. But you ask me to do it, so therefore I'm going to do it the way I do it. Period. Okay, well, that's healthy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> so in other words, you want something done the right. If you want something done the right, then do it yourself. Huh? That's how you look at it. Thank you. Yes. Exactly. Okay. Okay. All right. I can't subscribe to that that theory, but I I get what you're saying. Though. I get what you're saying. But all right. So what what what, it, what about Crystal when it comes to someone where it benefits your mate? Like when it comes to losing weight, how would you encourage your mate without nagging them? Because you know, especially that's very sensitive <laughs> for some people. Okay. All right. Well, that's easy. I but know you went back. Da- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, man. I'm not attracted to you anymore. I mean, I personally don't mind a guy with a few extra pounds, a little football pounds, as I call them. You know, he used to be a football player, all muscly, and now he's a little soft. Okay, I'll, it's fine. Uh-huh. But then now you're starting to look like the Pillsbury Doughboy or some shit. I'm like, no, <laughs> I can't have play. You know what I'm saying? I mean... I would expect the guy to say the same thing to me. You know, because what's attractive is what's attractive. And if I'm not having sex with you anymore, I'm like, well, hell, you know why. 
Hello? <laughs> you know, you're not going to crush me. And we can't do it doggy style every damn night. So <laughs> somebody needs to go to the gym or something. Serious. <laughs> and so that's oh. easy. I mean, if you're in a relationship, you should be honest with True. your mate about whatever it is, whether it's weight or, or attitude or, or whatever, you know, is going on. Because hopefully you guys are friends as well, or at least I would hope you are, and you care about them and you care about the relationship. But if you are ruining it with, you know, whatever little things you're doing, then you should be able to tell them. All right. Really quick, what about when it comes to getting a job? <laughs> well, with me, you got to have a job or you ain't, you know. You have a deal breaker right there. Oh, that's easy too. Yeah, I mean, the only way a guy doesn't get to have he gets to not have a job is if he's independently wealthy and he's decided, you know, I'm going to live off my dad's money or something. Um, or we are, you know. And uh, but there has to be money coming from somewhere legally. And um. <laughs> You know, I mean, if he wins the lottery and says, I'm fuck, I'm not going back to work, I'm like, you know, we see on that. You know, other than that, and you know what, that's interesting. Well, I'm not going to get into what I, I was watching a Damon, uh, what was it, Damon Bash today uh-huh. on The Breakfast Club. And he said something to that effect that, you know, you don't have to work if you're doing your entrepreneur thing. And I was like, well, what are you going to do for food <laughs> while you're doing your entrepreneur thing? So I didn't like what he had to say about that. But, yeah, you should definitely get a job. Or get away from me. Go get it together and then, you know, come back. Uh, uh, Buck Crystal doesn't sound like she's very encouraging. She doesn't nag. <laughs> she just doesn't fool with no, you. <laughs> I'm not there. <laughs> Hey, I understand. Hey, I understand totally where Crystal's coming from. She don't take no shit. There's certain things that she's ex- she's expecting her man to do. You know, it's like you know, cutting grass. It may sound like a big deal, but it's really not a big deal if you can't get out there and cut your grass, regardless of what your you know size is in a in a reasonable time. You got to get some motherfucker to come cut it. I understand why she's pissed off. I'd be pissed off. I'm the type of person, I got two lawnmowers. I expect my female to come out there and, I mean, join me if she wants to. If it's an option, you know, if she wants to. She don't have to. I can handle my yard. But that's got all the shrubs and everything else. But to me, if she did come out there, there may be some extracurricular activity type thing go on if she does go out there and grab that lawnmower. It's always incentive to do well, something. That's, hey, that lawn can be fun. Man, I don't know what the law is. I understand. All right, so Buck, when it comes to to losing weight or getting a job, how do you encourage someone without nagging them? Well, it depends on how long they've been without their job or how long they've been in that particular weight. I understand that, you know, when it comes to weight, that's a very sensitive issue. You know, there could be some, you know, some health issues and things of that nature that you have to think about. So, I mean, every person is different. So you can't just, you know, now if they're just getting big, getting big, then, you know, you got to get on them about that. But if they got some health issues or something like that, why, you know, they're getting large, then you got to take that in consideration. As far as job goes, 
I'm kind of like with Crystal on that. You better be working. If you ain't working, then you ain't staying with me. You know, just, I mean, there is no encouragement. For that. If I don't see no progress with you trying to get a damn job, your ass got to go. That's just the end of the report on that. Okay. Yeah, I do agree that the the job thing it, it is more of a of a deal breaker, and it, it's it's not something you have to necessarily encourage someone. Now, you might encourage someone to get a have to encourage someone to get a second job um, to provide whatever additional expenses you may want to cover or luxuries or something like that. But as far as having a job, it shouldn't take in, in encouragement. It really shouldn't. Um, and you shouldn't expect someone to encourage you. You should get yelled at or whatever it takes if you're not working. When it comes to losing weight, I think the the easiest way to encourage someone is if you do some of the cooking to maybe cook healthier and um, to maybe exercise with the person. And, you know, say, hey, let's go walking or, hey, let's join the gym or something like that. I think those are just some of the more subtle ways to try to help out. Um as far as the losing weight thing, I don't think you have to put it all on them. Uh, I mean, you can if you want to. I just think that if you do that, then that's one of those deals where, you know, you may meet some resistance or they may start and stop, you know, which could lead to whatever else, you know, comes of that relationship. But, um, you know, when your spouse does make the effort, like I said, avoid the criticism if it falls short as far as what you would have done or what you expect, because he or she may not do it as well as you, but, you know, compliments go further. Then you can find a way to initiate constructive suggestions of doing a more thorough job. And that can go with anything. I mean, that can even be when it comes to to sex. I mean, it may be good, but maybe there's something that can be done that can make it great. And you can't just come out and say it unless you all had that type of relationship. You know, you may have to kind of just encourage the person you know, to do something a little different to make things that much better. You know, uh, don't be afraid to say thank you and show appreciation. I mean, some people feel like they shouldn't thank their spouses for doing what's expected of them. But, I mean, a simple thank you can really go the distance if you're feeling, you know, reluctant. But if you want their your spouse to do the chore again, then a thank you can be just the thing they need to hear. I mean, so don't think that saying thank you makes you weak. I mean, I think it makes you stupid if you don't say thank you. But uh, let's see, Crystal and I, I, I know the answer to this question already, but this is a question that I had already prepared to ask. If you're on the verge of having to nag someone to do something more times than not, then should you just end the relationship? Uh, yeah, because obviously the, um, you're not compatible. Mm-hmm. But... Um, I have actually found that men like being nagged, so it Who? seems to work for a lot of Who? Detroit men? No, men, period. Men like women who are like their mothers. Oh, no. They think that it's a sign of love or something. Oh, no. As a buck, what do you, do you agree with that? Is that, is that you, man? No, absolutely not. I don't, you know, I don't want to nag. If I got to ask you over and over and over again, I think it's time to go ahead and bounce. I mean, it's just. No, she's saying that. She said that men like women who nag, that you want someone that reminds you of your mother. Mm -mm. (laughs) Mm-mm. Fucked up. Mm Mm-mm. 
I mean, I love my mom to death, but I don't want I don't want my girl to be just like my mom. Fuck that shit. Mm-mm. Yeah, my my mom was the only one who could nag me without getting anything back, <laughs> or my grandmother. I said my those are two people that come to mind, but um, yeah, that, that's a, that might be a northern thing, Crystal. I don't know no man down like down with that. No, it's not. Uh, men like women who control them, and. No man will admit it, but it's true. Because it's not true. I'm not saying no, I'm not saying there aren't some men who are like that, but I, I why would I want someone who can control me? I, I don't I don't I don't even grasp the concept of that. Well, I know. It's complicated. So but um I don't know, Buck. What do you think? If you're under, if you have to nag someone more times than not, then should you just call the relationship off? I think so. I think so. I mean, because obviously, I mean, if you continue to have to nag about the same different things, the same types of things, then yeah, you have to end it. Because ultimately, it's about being. You know, sometimes you may care for that person; they have some, they have some shortcomings. And sometimes you might have to let them go and, you know, let them get themselves straightened out. Because, you know, I'm a firm believer if you're meant to be with that person, you're going to be with that person regardless. So sometimes you got to st- take a step back and look at the big picture and make sure that, you know, the deci- you know you make the right decision. And if, um, if it's meant for you to be with that person, then the stars will line back up and you'll be with that person. If not, then you'll have somebody else. It's just, just that simple. Okay. All right, so I want to change gears a little bit. I have a few questions about um, kids when it comes to encouraging kids. That's going to be a little bit different than, um, you know, of course, your standard relationship. But I would do that after this message from The Crystal Show. From a pimp's perspective, featuring Eminem, make sure you're tuning in live exclusively on The Crystal Show. What up, Chris? What up, Radio World? It's your boy Eminem, a.k.a. My Mind. Yeah, money maker, the whole breaker. Yeah, mister, she get laid, I get paid, motherfucker. You know, I'm the face that's never sad. Sweetie, I'm the dad you never hate. When times are rough and things are tough, sugar don't think too hard. There's always Mother Nature's credit card. So sit back and listen to my directive as I give you this real shit from a pimp's perspective. Mm, give it to me, Daddy. Estrogen of LadyE.me, and you're listening to the Talk to Q Radio Show. No experts, just opinions. All right, and we're back on the Top of Q Radio Show. No experts, just opinions. Talking about how to encourage without nagging. Now, we just discussed, um, you know, how to try to encourage your significant other, or in maybe some cases, just bail on them and let them get their stuff together. 
Um, but now I want to take a different approach and we talk about kids just for a second. And But modern-day kids like to negotiate. How do you encourage them without nagging them or giving in to their negotiation tactics? There is no negotiation when it comes to these rascals. I mean, you have to be a parent. And um, a lot of today's parents try to be friends to their kids, and you can't do that. And that's where this negotiation bullshit comes in. There ain't no negotiation. You have rules that are set in the household that they got to follow. If they don't follow those rules, there's no, it's either, you know, this or that. It's not, okay, since it wasn't as bad, then we're going to, no, it's either you either do it the right way or you do it the wrong way. And you know what the punishment is if you do it the wrong way. And that's really the way it should be. So when when my child comes to me with some damn negotiation tactics, I blow them damn things out the water. I'm going like, I don't know why you try to negotiate with me because that's not going to happen. This is what I told you was going to happen if you, did, if you didn't do what you were told to do. If you didn't do what you were told to do, then these are the consequences for that. So there's no reason because you've got three A's, three B's, and an F. You knew what you were going to get when you got that F. Your ass is going to be grounded for nine straight weeks. I don't give a damn about the rest of the shit. You shouldn't have brought me a damn F home. And that's the way it is. Okay, Crystal, what do you think? Do you agree with Buck, or do you think that, um, I mean, you have a different way of trying to encourage someone under 18? Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, there is no compromise or anything. Um, you know, I mean, <laughs> when I was raising my children, uh, that was, you know, it was my rule. I mean, there was no way around it. And, you know, there was arguing and then there was, you know, whoopings. I mean, I didn't, I believe in corporal punishment. So, I mean, there's not, I don't understand the whole compromise with your kids. I mean, what is that? That makes no sense to me. And, you know, like Buck was saying, you know, I was not for a long time, especially with my daughter, my son, were you know, different. They were different types. But um, with my daughter, it was more of a struggle. <laughs> so um, there was no being friends. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, she probably hated me. And that was just fine with me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, you know, whatever. You know, she right. started coming around with the college age and everything and started to realize, you know, what, you know, I was talking about at, at other times. But, yeah, I mean, I don't want to be my children's friends. You know, it's easier now because they're, you know, grown. But um, well, when they're younger, they don't know. That's just your role. Your role as a parent is to teach them and to guide them, not to be their friends. You are to be their parent. And if you don't have any friends, then so what? I'm sorry. You know, get online. But... You have to um, be your children's parent and role model and not their friend. That is the biggest mistake that a lot of these parents, those guys don't do, are, are doing these days. Maybe because they're younger, I don't know, they want to be a cool parent or something. It's ridiculous. 
I I understand what you and Buck are saying completely. I agree with both of you 100%. There are probably a lot of people who are listening and disagreeing, and they're probably appalled by what you're saying about, you know, I don't care if you hate me or not. Um, but I think you're absolutely right. I mean, if, you're, if your child doesn't have some type of disdain for you, you're probably not doing something right. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying your kids should necessarily try to plot ways of taking your life, but, I mean, you have to get under your kid's skin at some point from just just being a parent, you know. I, I mean, you. I just don't think you negotiate with kids. Maybe if a kid is older and it's something that can be negotiated, uh, I don't know what that may be. I don't know. I don't know. I don't even have an example. But, um, yeah, I, I just don't think you can negotiate with kids. I think you, you tell them you may – explain the benefits of doing something if you're the patient type and that's what you want to do. That's not what I really received as a kid all the time. I mean, my mother may explain some things. My father said, do something. It's because, you know, I did it because he told me to do it. Now, I may have found out the benefit on my own or found out later, but if I didn't act at that point, there were going to be consequences and repercussions, and I didn't want any furniture moved in there. So, But, I mean, all right, but when it comes to education, you know, that's the hardest thing to get some kids to understand. Now, some kids know that it's very important to do well in school, but you have some others who just don't think school is important. They go to school to eat lunch. That's essentially it. How do you encourage the importance of education to a kid without nagging them? Well, it's pretty simple with Sean Jr. Either you, you either bring these seeds a better home, then you're going to be grounded for the nine weeks. That's all the encouragement he needs because he doesn't want to be grounded for nine straight weeks. I mean, this the first the first nine weeks of this school season, he didn't make anything less than a C. The second nine weeks, he brought me he brought me home some D's and L's. Well, guess what? He's grounded for nine weeks. It's just that simple. So he knows. And, you know, now he wants a dog and, you know, he wants a little puppy or whatnot. He wants a rock wallet. So in order for him to get those types of things, then he needs to make Caesar better. You, you know, that's what they were, you know, and really you should be making A's and B's. But you say right. C's because that's what they, you know, if he's playing, and you know, he's in the band or playing football, they require you to make a C or better. So I said, all right, I hate to lower my standards, but your better, okay? So if you don't make those, I don't give a damn if you want an extra video game, you know, whatever, or you want a puppy or whatever. It doesn't matter. If you don't make what you're supposed to be making in school, then you're not going to get the things that you want, you know? It's real easy for us to provide those things for you, but if you don't do what you need to do, if you want that damn puppy bad enough, then you need to make the grade. You know, if you want to play professional football, I mean, scouts start looking in high school. If you don't bring yourself up, you know, you're not going to be playing football if you don't make the grade. So, right. There's, I mean, if, if you want to, you know, be successful, you know, you got to lay down the foundation to be successful now and get those good study habits in and so forth because NFL don't take no dumbass players. You can be first-round draft pick and be a bust. So there's things that he has to do now to have the framework 
you know, for later on down the line. But I think that, um, and, and I agree, but I think that um, kids today, especially, getting a, a, a C should be easy. Isn't it like, you know, back when we were in school, you had to get an 85 or higher to get a, like a B was a, a 85 to a 92 or a 85%. Yeah. And because when I when I graduated, I graduated just short of a B average. I had like a eighty four. By today's standard I would have had a B because now eighty and up yeah. is a B. You know? And yeah. there would have there were a lot of D students who would have been C students by today's standard. So with today's yeah. standards it's even easier to be a C student, you know, and I think that's that that's if you're trying hard, I mean most people may accept high C's, but let me go to the six oh one area code. The Magnolia State of Mississippi, and uh, bring on my man Eminem. Eminem, what's happening? Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? Well, all right, man, not too much. And uh, Eminem, we, we're talking about you know expressing the importance of education to a kid without nagging them. Um, but what about doing chores around the house? How do you influence um, a kid to do chores around the house without having to constant, constantly follow them around and pester them? Um, well, the the only way I know how to do that is just a threat, man. Like, shit, you know, hey, you know, it's your ass if you don't do it. Simple as that, you know. Um, but other than that, um, I guess with certain kids, you can do incentives and all that stuff. That never really worked with my kids. They, you know, if I didn't, if, if you know, if they, not, you know, they don't like dealing with me. So if I'm around, you know, it's like they understand what the deal is, but, uh, um, but what you know with some kids though you can you know take something away from them or something like that. But yeah, uh, but me you know it's pretty much that simple shit. You know, a threat of getting beat. <laughs> you know, nothing else. You no, know, it's pretty simplified. Um, but I I like the I like the information everybody's been sharing. Since, you know, since I came on. Um, now uh, one thing I would like to comment on on the last comment. Uh, in addition to some of the things that already been said, uh, one of the things with me was this. Whenever uh, I would have a kid old enough to go to school, I'd tell them two things. Don't let your teacher call me. And if I call her, I'm not asking about no damn grades. I'm, the first thing I want to know is what are you, uh, what, how are you acting in class? Because there's a direct correlation between behavior and low performance. Now, some kids actually legitimately have difficulty with certain subjects or, you know, dyslexia and stuff like that. So that was my way of weeding out possibilities. Like, if you acting a fool, and if you acting a fool, the only way I'm not going to kick your ass, you better have straight A's. <laughs> because if you acting a fool, I don't know what your true grades is. Now, if you quiet as a church mouse, you ain't sleep because you know you can be quiet on the negative end too. You know, quiet always sure. don't necessarily mean behaving, but I mean to a teacher's standards. Like she's saying, you know, if if she had to grade your behavior and your attitude, if she's saying that's an A, but the grades are lacking, then I might have to look at, you know, maybe spending more time on certain subjects, trying to, you know. Uh, give some tutorial software because that that indicates to me that it might be a problem. But if you in there acting a damn fool and damn the shit in the school down, see I did that type of shit. But guess what? 
you know, I always would act good right before PTA, and I damn near, year after year, always had, like, the highest average damn near in the whole school. So a lot of times teachers cut me some slack. But if that ain't the case, oh, no, you fuck. Okay. No doubt. And um, I think that's most mostly the way old school parents um, approach it. Uh, I'm pretty sure Buck and Crystal will agree on a lot of those points. Um, you, you definitely have to just try to let kids know. I think a lot of times, and it depends on your approach, you have some parents who do believe in negotiating with their kids. Um, I like to call those parents um, prison moms or prison dads. Because uh, <laughs> at some point, your kid, if you negotiate with your child and when your kid gets in the real world, and no one's willing to negotiate. It can be a problem for them. I'm not saying that's always the case, but, I mean, it does happen. But um, I, I think that you have to get your kids to understand the importance of education. If you want to explain it to them, then, you know, explain what the real world is like, you know. Um, you know, let them know how much um, a car note is. Let them know how much rent is, and, and they can – you know, compare that to their allowance if they have one or two, if they have a job, old enough to have a job, to let them know that um, they're going to be working at that McDonald's the rest of their life if they don't get themselves in some kind of order. Hey, Q, yeah. but you know why they don't scare kids no more compared to when, well, when we was coming through, it was kind of like the tail end of the quote-unquote good old days. Now with technology, man, you can be the poorest person on the world and you might have... I don't know how many followers on Twitter and all that shit. So like that, that them Calvin jokes and all that shit we grew up with. And the kids now don't really think that's a big deal because they's like, okay, well, you know, I can basically bullshit and save up some money and get a you know iPhone six. And once I get that, I can use somebody else's Wi-Fi and shit. Like I can see myself being a smart ass like that. You know, it's like, but when we was coming through, man. If you if you stuck on some type of job, you screw. You know, on only option was selling dope. If you if you know if you didn't halfway do something, you right. know, academic or trade school. I mean, you just couldn't do nothing. But now you can do nothing, man, and you know, uh, create a whole different character for yourself and be talking to a girl in California or something, and you you in Mississippi saying that you know you can almost take on these other lives and all that because the technology is making it so easy not to achieve anything and still have some level of success, regular life, a regular person's success. You know, you yeah. still have to be academic to be like big money success, but for just like, you know, think about it, man. Uh, back in the day, if you saw a cat with a phone or something like that, that nigga had some money. I mean, it was like no, you know, I mean, that was just like, you know, a doctor or something, but now it's like, shit, man, people on welfare got it, you know, nothing. That's true. Boost Mobile. All right, 347-202-0215 <laughs> is the number on the Top of Q radio show. And uh, I want to welcome in Ray from the Garden City of New Jersey. Ray, what's happening, man? Garden State of New Jersey. Hey, what's up, Q? I have everybody else on the line tonight, cuz. Yeah, what up, cuz? All right. And, Ray, I'm going to ask you this one. You know, you're the show enforcer, so I got to roll with you on this one. A man by the name of Edwin Gray um, smokes cigarettes. 
but because of a temporary court order, he can no longer smoke cigarettes in his house. Um, there was a couple next door that has a young kid and another one on the way, and they claim that the smoke sneaks into their home through the basement and is harmful to them, and they filed a petition for it to stop. So last week, a judge ruled that Gray and his guests or family members cannot smoke cigarettes, cigars, or marijuana in their home. Um, and I think marijuana has been has been legalized in D.C., um, if I'm not mistaken. But um, even if it's legal for them to do it, they can't do it. What do you think about that? Do you think that if you're if the smoke leaves your house, that you're somehow liable and shouldn't be allowed to smoke in your own home? Uh, I'm all for freedom of doing things in your own home because your home is free to pretty much do what you want. But when you stay in, in close quarters, you have to respect the people that are around you, particularly if okay. there's kids around them. I think that you shouldn't be able to do things that is harmful to, to kids in particular, let alone other people. And, you know, I think just because you own your own home, I don't think you should be able to do everything that you want. It's just like, you know, I have close neighbors. By me, I'm in a condo. But, you know, somebody's having a party or they're out on the balcony or this and this, you can hear everything that goes on. Yeah, they might pay their mortgage or pay their rent or whatever they're doing, but it does not give you a right to disturb other people. And I don't think a lot of people get that. And I understand if you're younger, you might not understand that. But if you're older and you're an adult, at least in your late 20s or 30s, you should be old enough to understand those things. And that's the problem with the world now. You get people that don't mature from being uh, an old teenager to a young adult. It's like things that I used to do I understand better now because I know better. And I think that, you know, if um, the smoke is bothering the neighbors, they know you should not be allowed to do it. It's harmful. And you can't, you know, risk other people's health for your enjoyment. Okay. And, Crystal, what do you think? Now, I don't know what type of um, building they live in. Um, Like I said, they say the smoke... Uh, comes through their basement. I don't know if these are like two separate houses in a neighborhood, if it's some type of adjoining condo or, or, or what. But what do you think about the situation with them being ordered not to smoke in their home? I think there's some bullshit. Okay. I mean, all right, first of all, if it is an apartment, you know, like a condo where you're adjoining walls, then that's the price you pay for living like that. I can't stand apartments. I don't like hearing walls with people. But, you know, and for those reasons right there, they're always knocking on the walls. You can hear them talking, and you can, you know, it's bad enough where I live where I can actually see people in their freaking backyard. I hate that. But, um, you know, I mean, oh, well, why can't they just board up their freaking basement window then? You know, I mean, or move. You know, like it moves. I don't think I don't think you should have a a right to do that. I mean, you're in completely different homes. I can see if it is an apartment, that's one thing, or a condo where you hear walls, that's one thing. But if it's two separate houses, then then you should figure out what to do. I mean, 
I'm all in favor of eight foot fences around the house, you know, so you don't have to see your freaking neighbors. You don't have to hear them, you know, or whatever. But, or they're stupid dogs or whatever. Luckily, we don't have that many dogs in this neighborhood, but you hear them barking and stuff. I can't stand them. It's just a few blocks away that I hate that. But, you know, I mean, but you have to put up with that because you have to live around people. And, you know, you have to deal with that. So, but I think that's ridiculous. I think it is ridiculous, and I think that it is ridiculous if a judge actually ordered that because they could have taken on some other type of way for them to fix it so it wouldn't come through. There are ways of fixing it so you can't hear people through your walls. You can get, you know, you know, kind of soundproof walls or something, or you can get better windows or something. I mean, that just means that there's some sort of leak in your freaking basement, so they need to fix it. I mean, how dare you tell me what I can and cannot do? I mean, yeah, you want me to turn down my music? Fine, I'll turn down the fucking music. But, you know, you're not going to tell me that I can't smoke or I can't drink or I can't do whatever in my fucking house? Are you serious? Fuck you, man. No way. You want smoke? I'll give you smoke. It's in the goddamn... Ugh. Anyway, no, I can't. I wonder how much smoke is actually getting in their place. I mean, I'm, I'm curious about that. Um, but, but what if I told you they also sued the family for $500,000? I mean, I understand that they're, they're looking out for the health, but these people got, you know, you have rights in your own home. And, if the smoke bothers you that bad, then I think the people that are complaining about it need to look at their ventilation system. Um, I mean, there are things that you can do to your place, therefore, to kind of block the smoke out, and I would encourage them to do that. But when you, you know, you've already got people not smoking weed and cigarettes and whatever else they're smoking in their own place, cigars, what have you, and now you're trying to sue them for $500,000. Look, at this point, it's time for your ass to move if it's about you that damn bad. I mean, everybody, I mean, if you, in, in those types, in tight quarters like that, you know, you're susceptible to, you know, loud music, you know, people screwing upstairs with the damn headboard banging against the wall and those types of things. So you know what kind of situation you're going to be in when you're in tight quarters like that. So there's just some things that are you know that are acceptable, and you have to deal with. It. But the you know this this put a damn suit on these people after you got already got these youngers not smoking. You know already got bad blood on these people. You know they always bad blood being, you know that you keeping them from smoking. Now all of a sudden now you're on school for five hundred thousand dollars. You pushing the envelope out now. You you know these people might. You know, start firing back at you at this point. So, my you know, my interpretation of all of that is it's time for you to you know move on if it's bothering you that damn bad. And Eminem, I'll let you have the last word on it, man. Um, I, I mean, I look at it like this: Do you think it could be a slippery slope to where uh, someone who maybe um complains that they're not getting enough sleep and it's affecting their health, can sue you if they hear you next door, like in your apartment, you know, 
or if you sleep with the TV on and they hear your TV. Um, I mean, is this going to open the door to, to lawsuits? Of course, man. I mean, that that's one of them things like where there's smoke, there's fire. And Literally. anywhere a, a lawyer can smell out the smoke of a of of a, of a frivolous lawsuit, you know, I mean, I understand, you know, rights and all that kind of stuff, but uh, there's ways to legally deal with something besides suing somebody, you know. I mean, yeah, no, that's, you know, you, you got your basic, you know, basic protection rights that allow you to kind of complain and all that. But when shit starts hitting the courtroom, that's when stuff starts get crazy, you know. Uh, anything that's in a medical book that could be adversely effective on your health could be used in a lawsuit if somebody says certain things. Like, uh, you know, uh, it'll never work in the hood because ain't nobody got no money anyway to sue nobody, but it just said if they did. They'd have been like, well, if you got a cat like Debo from the character on Friday stand across the street from you, then he was like, well, I had anxiety as a kid growing up because my heart was beating so fast every day at the bus stop that, you know, now I got heart problems. And they could be legit, but I'm just saying, you have people suing for everything, man, you know. Um, I've seen a... Uh, you know, uh, a dude get carjacked before, so now um, every time I get in a car, you know, I freeze up and shit. Well, we've talked about that. Like, Post-traumatic stress in the hood. Yeah, I mean, but that's, yeah. to me, that's, that should be something that's seriously addressed, but not as in the form of a lawsuit, but, you know, more more so a sensitivity of, of school counselors and that kind of stuff, you know. Uh, uh, but, you know, but... You know, I I had some comments about that where they was talking about, uh, you know, different events that's done happening, you know, that affected different types of people in America or whatever. But I'm just like, shit, man, that ain't nothing compared to being a kid and, you know, seeing a dead body or some shit like that. I mean, you don't know what kind of effect that might have on a kid, True. but nobody cares, you know. Uh, even on that adult. Right. You know, uh, you know my... Uh, uh, all of my kids seen some shit like that, you know. Uh, uh, matter of fact, more than one time with some of them. But, you know, but I mean, you know, it ain't no excuse or nothing like that, but you damn sure ain't finna sue nobody for it. Yeah. But well, you I, don't know, I mean, for half a million dollars for smoking shit like that, man, I'm like, damn, you know, it's like, uh, what's that, uh, Q, you always was pretty sharp on laws and shit, man. What's the stuff like, it's kind of like a misdemeanor, but you know how it is, like, if you, uh, not stealing from somebody, but it's something about their property or something. I I don't know the name of that stuff, but it's um. Damn, what am I thinking of? What are you talking? Can you describe it? Oh uh, yeah, like like if somebody is on your property or or in your personal space, like they're not stealing or nothing. Like okay, like you come outside and somebody leaning on your car. If you call uh-huh. the police. You know, you can't say the dude's stealing the car because you can't just prove they're trying to steal it. But, you know, if the car, now, of course, you know how we were handling here. You know, if somebody's sitting on your right. car, you, you can you got the right to shoot them. But just say prior to that kind of stuff, uh, when somebody's kind of like invading your personal space, that's not a actual law, but it's something that kind of fit that. Like if somebody leaning on your car, but it's your property, or somebody is at your home, 
They're not in your home, but they just say stand up on your, you know, on your carport or something. They're not stealing. That might be called loitering, but other than that, I can't think of nothing else. You know what? That, okay, it's it's loitering, but loitering is like, but it's it's the one that's for your private home. Because I know loitering is like business, but it's the it's the one just like loitering. That's what it is. But it's it's another term they use for it. But you know, we'll find out another time. But but uh, but I, I think that it should be more of that kind of stuff more so than a damn you know half a million dollar lawsuit. Shit, that's yeah. I mean, I do think there's a personal space. Uh, they do have personal space laws invading someone's buffer. Um, but I don't know the specifics of it. But uh, let's see. Just to wrap but up, but you know, but it, it ain't real, enough to send you to prison. It ain't nah, enough to send nah. you to prison, and all the cop can do is is is, is tell the person to leave, and they persist. You might have to get some. Maybe kind they of, get a citation or something. But. Uh, citation, and you sign some kind of affidavit, making them not be able to come forty feet within your property. But it's nothing yeah. even close to no damn half a million dollar lawsuit. And Ray, um, now. I do get what Ray's saying as far as I'm now. It, the law says, well, it's been said rather, that your rights end when it infringes on the rights of others. So what you have the right to do ends whenever it violates the rights of others. So I don't know exactly how much smoke got in the basement or whatever. That's that's something that only they can probably um, explain. But Ray, uh, what do you think about the lawsuit? You think that they should be able to sue? For five hundred thousand dollars, I'm not sure exactly what damages they're claiming, but um, I mean, do you think that's something that should be heard in court? I mean, it, it depends on the situation. I mean, if it's Snoop Dogg, he got a hundred fifty million dollars, maybe so. You know what I mean? So you can you can't say that. I mean, I, I hear what everybody's saying as far as you know, it's your house, it's your property, and this is that. And some people just like to be foolish because that's just the way they want to be. I don't want to be a rebel in the situation. I want to look at the situation to where, okay, if I'm bothering someone else, right? let me stop because that's not the correct thing to do. You know, yeah, I can wind all my windows down and open my doors up on my truck or whatever and play my music all I want and say, hey, I'm playing good music. I don't care people looking at their homes, looking off their balconies or whatever they're doing, but you know anybody with common sense, you know you're wrong. Right. And you can say, well, I'm just having a good time or whatever the case is, and there's too many people that think that way. Now, it depends on who it is. If it's a person that's got a lot of money and you feel like you have suffered, then that's what lawsuits are for. But if you're a person that just, you know, they everyday working person and you got the number way up there on some amount you know you ain't going to get anyway, then it doesn't make sense. But like I say, if it's Snoop Dogg and it's Dr. Dre with all that money, it, might, it may make, make sense for you to sue for half a million dollars. Only way you can get them to stop. You know? Okay. Me, I look at it like... It, I, I, was say, I, I, I definitely agree with what you said about the... Um, you know, noise pollution if you're riding down the street and you're riding with your music too loud or whatever. Um, now, I do think that someone should give me an opportunity to turn my music down rather than telling me I can't ride with my music at all. But I, I do see what you're saying. But um, 
I don't know. I guess it depends. Like I said, it depends from for me how much smoke was getting in these people's houses. Um, because if that's the case, then I, I mean, I, I don't know what exactly it opens the door for, but uh, you have a lot of slippery slope cases. And, and let me go. I just saw Amy's holding in the five on one in the natural state of Arkansas. Hey, Amy. Hey, I'm late to the day, guys. And um, how are you? <laughs> oh, doing all right. It's back to being cold and rainy here, so it sucks. That's true. Really quick, because i got to wrap wrap up and get to some zone coverage in just a minute. Um, what's your take on it? A man's told he can't smoke in his house because the smoke is going next door and getting in the neighbor's basement and affecting their livelihood with their kids and kid on the way. Quincy, I have smoked since I was 15 years old. And I've lived in the same house since I was seven years old. And my neighbors, no one has ever complained um, that my smoking somehow got out of my sealed house, even when the doors were open. Um, I've never had someone uh, say that that my... uh, Cigarette smoking was coming into into their house. I can't. They must. These houses must literally be on top of each other. I've also had I a house fire. I mean, I've, I've I've so much as had a house fire. My house was on fire, and <laughs> no one even said a word about smoke or coming in. Um, their home or anything. I, I can't. <laughs> People amaze me, and 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 I cannot possibly think if if this man smoking in his house and it's somehow getting into your house, how how is that even possible? I mean, you must live in a pretty shitty ass rundown house, both of them, uh, without uh, uh, windows and doors. I mean, how can that this even possibly be? Uh, I would think this would, if this something like this was brought into my courtroom and I was a judge, I'd be like, "What the fuck? Are you serious?" I mean, obviously, the houses are are close, and and um, it's it's something that's occurring. And like, I, don't get me wrong, I don't like cigarette smoke. So if cigarette smoke was getting in my house, I would have a problem too. Now I'm not gonna necessarily sue anybody, but um, you know, unless I knew some kind of direct cause, like if I was on an oxygen machine or something like that, and it was causing some issues. But um, yeah, that might uh, not be a yeah. completely different but story. Of course, that's if you don't smoke, if you don't smoke, you can smell cigarette smoke from very I far. I know, away. I know, I understand that. Believe me, so, I've had numerous people, you know, especially boyfriends and uh, right. So uh, I, I get didn't that because I can smell when someone's barbecuing in my neighborhood because the smoke carries or whatever. So I, I, I get that to a certain extent. Now, I mean. I would have suggested somehow trying to either 
locate where the smoke was coming from and blocking it off with a towel. Let the man, tell the man, look, why don't you just smoke in your bathroom? I, I mean, I would have tried to come up with other options, which I'm sure he's probably doing what he wants to do anyway. I have a place in my house and my neighbors uh, have never complained about smoke. Every house uh, on my block has a fireplace. <laughs> this is just one of the most insane things I've ever uh, heard in my life. And, it and, seems a little and, over you know, the top thing, to me. And let me go ahead and so I can wrap this up. I, I, I think it's a little okay. bit over the top because I, I'm not saying that they don't have a legitimate complaint of smokers getting in their house. I just think it's a little over the top to tell a man he can't smoke at all and then to sue him for $500,000. I just think the the suit is ridiculous <laughs> unless they can truly prove that their child has the black lung or something because it's of the smoke that's coming through the house. And, uh, <laughs> but I want to follow up on a um, story we did a few weeks ago. Do you remember the guy that um, I told you about that had the rap lyrics that uh, got him arrested and they said he was affiliated with a gang because he rapped about yeah, a gang? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. They used that same law to get somebody else. There's this man named Aaron Harvey who was in San Diego. He doesn't have a, com- a criminal record, but he was charged for conspiring with gang members because our, the police said that he flashed a gang sign in a Facebook photo. All right. Now, um, I wasn't able to find the photo to know if he flashed a gang sign or not, but they told him that he was wanted for murders in California based on a Facebook photo. All right. So he was charged with conspiracy and gang related well, I better take that photo of my ex boyfriend making the West Side sign down off my Facebook then. If he lives in California. But, I mean, he was, he was <laughs> he charged was with. He was down there on Tupac West Side. <laughs> he was charged with conspiracy and gang related deaths of nine people from 2013 to 2014. Um,. But check this out. All right, you remember the rapper was arrested because they said that he benefited from the sales um, of his album because of what he was rapping about. They said that this guy benefited by getting street cred. Oh, man, that's bullshit. Really? Are you serious? Oh, my God. I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. They say he's benefited from getting street cred. Now, I saw an interview with the guy, and you can't really judge a book by its cover. I mean, the guy was well-spoken. He was educated. He didn't look like a gangbanger, but, of course, anybody can be a gangbanger, so that really didn't mean anything. But And then street been, cred is abstract been, anyway. They can't even label it like a man, criminal this man act. Got, I mean, is busted for street cred. They said that's, that was his benefit, street cred. He says that he knows nothing about any murders. He knows nothing about any gang signs. Um, there is a photo of him with some gang members in his neighborhood, but he said these are guys he grew up with, and he's in the picture, and he didn't necessarily say he was posing with them. But what happened is he was entered into the Cal Gang, which is California Gang, database. Okay. Now, he's been stopped. He's on record for being stopped by the police 50 times. All right. (laughs) (laughs) He's never been convicted. He's never gone to jail or been convicted of any time. But at some point, he got stopped, and they put him in the gang database. So that's why he came up as a gang member who benefited from the street cred. All right. This is the craziest thing I've ever heard before in my life and everything. So um, 
the evidence they have that they're trying to tie him to the gang came from social media because they said that he was beside gang members in a photo in his neighborhood and that his hand gestures are associated with gang signs. And he's getting street cred from it. So just think back to the discussion we had a few weeks ago when I said that, um, well, a lot of you said that you thought it was kind of crazy that the man was um, being arrested for rap lyrics over something that he had nothing to do with. Well, now they're arresting people for street cred. And he's actually facing life in prison. So he's actually going to trial for this. There are serious criminals out there in the world, and they're arresting people for this dumb shit. Hey, Amy, we're on the same we're on the same page tonight with that because I know a lot of people uh, they got unsolved, <laughs> legit stuff. They got evidence, oh, and because no, you don't I have a they can in my own community. Off the top yeah, of my head, like and then you wanna you wanna arrest somebody for life for street cred, and then you go in the average urban area, especially, and people can just. Stand outside and point at the damn felons that ain't served a day, and I mean, you can prove what they did. That's fucked right. up, man. And then he, and like he said, his and his lawyers is um is saying the only reason he's in the gang database is because someone put him in there. He wasn't arrested because normally you get arrested, they you know take your pictures of your tattoos and all that other stuff. Then they put you in the gang database. Um, he's in, he's just in the gang database after um, a stop. And um, he talked about how he's been pulled over right in front of his house and his mom's house, which reminds me, there's a guy that I talked to yesterday who said, uh, he lives in Jackson. He says that um, some apartment complex he used to live in, I can't think of the name of the, the complex, he said there's a cop that lives in the complex with him who pulled him over at least two or three times after he left his house. So he said he went over the first speed bump and the lights are going off behind him. And the guy pulled him over, asked him what he's doing in the apartment complex. He's like, dude, you stay right down the cor- around the corner from me. I live right there. That's my house. And so you have some cops, you know, who just, I don't know, kind of out there like that. But, hey, um, but I want to say this, too, too. If you get stopped that many times, it's a reason for it. I mean, there's always people that say, oh, they weren't doing nothing wrong and 50 times. Come on, man! You're doing something. You're associating with the wrong people. You doing something you ain't got no business doing. And I'm saying this: I'm not looking off the porch. I'm actually in the situation. I've been stopped. I was stopped last night, as a matter of fact. But I was speeding. I got aware that. I understand that. Right. But the thing about it is, is don't act like you wouldn't doing nothing wrong. And that's what people mess everything up. That's why the relationships are so bad now because, to me, throwing a gang sign is serious business. If you're not a gang banger, you throw a gang sign, you should be put in a gang database because a gang is not a joke. So why would you do that? Hey, Ray, I want to defend these people for just one second, and I will say that in the community where I live, a lot of the people that I know who have been in a lot of trouble or they've been to prison and gotten out, you know, or been in jail a few times, you know, they are, they tend to be, 
when they when they even when they're not doing anything wrong, we have in my history of, you know, living in this same town my whole life, we have had cops who that especially the one that y'all heard me talk about, um, Hightower, um he he and other cops will harass the shit out of people. Even like I said, you might have just got out doing get through doing three years for B and E or robbery or whatever and you're at home just minding your own business, just trying to drive down, you know, to the store and get some hamburgers to grill out and you know the cops are harassing you they are have been in my experience have been known for doing that i guess but i, I understand um, if someone i understand if someone has a criminal record but this guy doesn't have a criminal record and if you stop me 50 times and you let me go 50 times then either i'm the best criminal in the world or you're that's just the cop's fault yeah, I don't but think this, anybody this can get away with 50 times. I, I, I want to say, too, if a child molester gets out of jail and he's no longer committing any crimes or he's in the neighborhood, wouldn't you want to know what he's up to? Well, now you're talking, you're on a whole, whole different ball game. I'm talking about no, like, actually, the people that I know that have done dealing, you know, drugs and like well, Amy, and actually, I think and that, robbery and things I think like it that. Is the same thing. I think it is the same thing, um, even if it's a, a, a child molester. I mean, you may want to know what they're up to, but I don't think to the point of stopping them and harassing them on a regular basis. I think that uh, it's one thing to keep our eye on I can't would do shit like that. Yeah, I, 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 have mean, ne- I have never seen a person get stopped that many times, and they have not done anything wrong. Like I say, I got family that's been locked up, got friends that's been locked up. I've been arrested several times, but I was guilty of whatever they said I was doing most of the time. But the thing about it is, is you got to understand okay, I was wrong. And a lot of people don't want to say that. I, I, that, I mean, I look at if it somebody, the opposite if somebody way, mislabel, But if somebody mislabel you, it's different. Like, right. Like if somebody mislabel you, um, it's almost like if somebody make a mistake on your birth certificate or something. It's just like everywhere you go, you can be like, no, I'm not. 27, I'm this age, you know, I tell you guys something, just like when I got stopped last night, you know what I said to the man, I said, listen, I saw you over there, but by the time I saw you, I realized I was going too fast, all right, where you coming from, oh, I just got off work, okay, well, how long you been there, oh, I'm almost 19 years, whatever, now, you understand off the bat that, all right, this guy, his word, let me check your life, see if it's clean, did you do anything, this, this, that. Okay, yes, sir, no problem, this, this, and this. Now you establish a respect level. Now you can say, well, all right, um, this guy ain't giving me no hassle, this and that. All right, any way I can make the ticket lesser on you, I will do that. 
But a lot of people don't know how to do that. Go to the office and they say, listen, you stopped me. I don't know why. Maybe it's something that I'm doing, but I stay right here. Here's my name. Here's my driver's license. I'm going out here to work, this and that. If you're not associating with the wrong people, that's not going to continue. And for no reason, they want to pick on you. Never. And I, well, and no, I'm, I'm not standing on the I'm not standing on the torch. I'm not standing Man. on the torch. I'm seeing it. I'm it was this. It was this dude. It was this guy. He was a state trooper. His last name was, uh, his first name, I think, was Johnny Blackman. That joker harassed so many people, man. Me and him almost got to fight, and I thought he was going to kill me. I was trying to take my son to the hospital. He was like three. <laughs> that's well, one of my son was time he got pulled over, they put him in the gang database. That might have been the reason he got pulled over the other 48 times. But just like you say... I, what if they have you on the most wanted list, man, but you really not... Right. Just say two but, people got your name. Like, like if your name's something it, simple. If someone says that, you know, Ray, I get what you're saying. If you get pulled over 50 times, maybe you did something. But if you pull me over 50 times and you can't get me on anything, then maybe they just messing with the guy, the wrong person. I mean, the guy didn't sound like he was upset um, or anything in the interview. He wasn't complaining. He just said he didn't understand why he was facing life in prison when he's never done anything wrong. Oh, but now, like I said, he could be guy the best. We see through the gang side. Is that the same guy we're talking about? The, the police say so, he threw the gang signs. He says he doesn't know what they're talking about. I haven't seen any photos. Oh, oh but, but but he says his friends are gang members that he grew up with. He said he grew up with gang members. On, he did bro. say that. It, 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 you I, grew, that man, I grew up with gang members. I got you. Oh, yeah. oh, I, 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 I did. When I hung out yeah. with gang bangers. But I grew up yeah, with even throwing so, even throwing so, a gang sign so. and getting getting life in prison for murders you didn't commit. That's messed up. You shouldn't do no time for a crime that you did not commit. But this is the problem. If you're throwing gang signs, you're associating with gang members, how are we supposed to know that you're not a gang member? Explain that. I mean, you could be a gang member, but if I haven't been convicted or anything, I shouldn't have a record, and I shouldn't go down for a murder. If I'm not associated with them, if well, I, you I, I don't have to do more about gang sign in my book. Yeah. I mean, and then I, I look at it like this: just looking like, at life in prison. Okay. When you watch me, when you watch hip hop videos, all right, you know how Snoop Dogg throws a West Side West West Side symbol. All right, I'm pretty sure that West Side symbol is a gang symbol somewhere in this country. So until they lock up every suburbia kid that throws West Sides in a photo, you know. I don't want to hear that someone can be locked up for throwing a, um, a gang sign. Because half the time people do stuff nope. without even knowing why they do it. But, but, but this is what I'm saying. If that sign belongs to the guy that he took the picture with, come on, man, they ain't locking fools up for being just on the whim just because they being foolish. They didn't did some sort of investigation. I'm not saying that they totally right. But I'm saying the guys that you took pictures with, that's their gang sign. 
you do a gang sign at the same sign, chances are you do that sign. But you can say, okay, well, they're doing the wrong activity, not me. Come on. I still can't like, go to jail for that. I still can't yeah, go to but, jail but, but, but what's messed up, though, is that you serving life for perpetrating, and they the one that actually killed the guy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They walk right. around. That's why you putting up a website sign. That's serious business. Anytime you can pick someone without evidence of a crime, I think it's wrong. I don't care. And and then uh, another show we had, because I remember I said it, how it's a cultural difference. Like, a lot of time, police and stuff like that, I mean, they get shit mixed up anyway. They don't, they wouldn't, uh, I've seen some cops who, who were not aware. It don't really happen so much in Jackson, but I don't seen cops who are not really aware of fraternities and stuff, man. And they thinking that cappers and shit throwing up, you know, certain things, you know. And you know, I'm just saying, like, because <laughs> they don't yeah. understand, you know. Exactly. So I mean, and, and then that's wouldn't it be messed too? up, man, to, if you was a uh, a fraternity and you got and put in some kind of database by somebody that. that I don't know. They made a mistake. May have been without being mistake. known. Yeah. Without being known, and for the rest of your life, you 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 got to wear a badge of something that you like, huh? Man, shit! Oh, I can prove I where I've been for the last. Anytime you do any kind of fun shit with your fingers, you taking a risk and to act like you yeah, don't know that. Yeah, but the thing about it, fraternity's been around a lot longer than most gangs. And I'm yes, just saying it's messed but, up if you get put in a database by somebody don't any, know what they're looking at. But any big city has a gang task force. Don't people know what that gang sign looks like? So the oh, yeah, yeah. Was, I don't yeah, know but, what it was. But, but, mistakes, what I but, but mistakes can still happen because yeah, I, can, I, mean, I can definitely tell right. you if, that I'm not picking on I'm not picking on I'm not picking on cappers. I'm not a capper, nothing like that, but I, right. I know guys that are, their main color is red, and their hand symbol is so close to blood that if you just on a whim, that's what you would think they were right. doing. Right, and if, a, if and, somebody and so from the gang task force, if they but, glance but and you see you, you can explain that. But yeah, once you, you in court, court, then you, you, you out your money, yeah. you out your livelihood, right? and, and then yeah. you have to look at it like this. That, that's why like you don't throw the sign in the if, first place. If you a capper, I mean, I look at it like this. Yeah, that's your if, sign, though. I mean, if a, I mean, if a gang, if a gang task force thinks he sees something, all right. I mean, he, he may be right, he may not be right, but if he's not right, then you you're on a watch list essentially without even knowing about it for something that he just made a mistake. For the rest of your life, right? Because and like then you, said, can, I you can charge think this with... guy got pulled over so many times because he was on that list. I mean, and if we're gonna go through, if we're gonna go through photos um, and arrest people and charge them with life based on photos, and we're gonna put people in jail for life exactly. based on, on rap lyrics, I think it's stupid. I mean, it's yeah, my thing is this: if somebody if somebody gonna do that, it shouldn't be no family with a deceased family member that shouldn't have somebody incarcerated because I'm saying if this dude can get life for something that's a mistake, then damn it, these other 50 people who actually did do this, who got teardrops on their eyes, walking around laughing about it, why are y'all not messing with them? That just don't make sense. Uh, I'm going to tell you why. Because 
is nobody is going to stand up and tell the truth about what they saw. People can say in the community all they want, oh, this guy killed this guy, did this and did that, and they not in jail, but ain't nobody pointing them out. Ain't nobody saying that's what they but, did, and that's your but, right to do so. You don't have to but say based on this law, but based on this law, based on this law, you don't need the truth. You just need rap lyrics or a photo. Man, okay, when somebody does life behind that, then we, we can discuss it further. Just all this talking, then don't mean nothing. They're going to probably drop the charges anyway. They're probably going to drop the charges because it's stupid. But I hope man, they do. This man's out of money for a lawyer. He's out, you know, he's missing work, yeah. might lose his job. But that's the call for you throwing game signs. If he did it, Why we don't know you, he did it. We don't know he did that. Would you throw a game sign? I don't know any gang sign, but no, I'm not throwing one. But no, I'm, I'm but more worried you, about other. You, I'm worried about other gangs. With your hand that would that that would resemble the, the gang sign. Would you do anything no. with your hand that would resemble? Okay, why? Because you're a grown man and you got responsibilities. Well, and that and I don't want to get I don't want to get shot by a rival gang either. That's that, that's exactly it. You're smarter than that. You go back to what I'm saying. You're grown man. You're smarter than that. You know. If you're taking pictures on throwing hands and turning my hat the way gang members wear their hats and stuff like that, what are you trying to do? You think that's cool? People losing their lives for this. If you're not involved in it, you shouldn't act like you're involved in it. I think that's what people be doing in the they be doing they do what they see in the videos most of the time. And let me get the final thoughts, and everyone can address this in their final. We gotta keep it quick though, because I got some other stuff I gotta get to in zone coverage. Let's try to keep our final thoughts under a minute if possible, so I want to run the clock. Buck, I'll start with you. Buck. Great show, as always. Um, a lot of great views tonight. You know, a lot of people had a lot of good positive things to say. And, uh, you know, it's always good to have as many, you know, all the legends on and spitting that knowledge because you can always apply to your daily lives. So, good show. And everybody enjoy the rest of your week and wait for zone coverage. Thank you, sir. Crystal? Good show. And, I can barely um, hear you. Okay. Okay. Okay, good show. And um, I look forward to next week. Okay. No comments on the last story? Oh, no, I think everybody said everything. All right. Thank you, ma'am. Eminem? Oh, man, uh, uh, great show. I hate I caught toward the end, but I'm I'm here just in time still. Uh, uh, damn, what was the first shit we were talking about? Because <laughs> uh, this the stuff first with this life you, threw me up a how, loop. Yeah, how to encourage people without nagging them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um. Well, I, I think that a lot of times that, you know, if somebody want to take a more modern-day approach, you can pretty much uh, take it on a case-by-case basis and observe the personality of the child or whomever you're dealing with. And, you know, you can make your assessment based on that, what works, what don't work, uh, what works with some kids, don't work with others, what work with, you know, some cultures may not work with others. So it's really no right or wrong way. It's whatever, whatever works, literally. Uh, uh, as far as the the other stuff we was talking about, man, same shit I always say that the judicial system in America just absolutely suck. Uh, there 
there's no kind of rhyme or reason to have the shit that's that's out there. Um, uh, you know, you got you got people out here, you know, killing people and shit like that, where there ain't no doubt. Like this motherfucker that uh, killed all these people at theater in Colorado. You even hear nobody even talk about that no more. You know, that son of a bitch should have been dead in 30 days. You know, a uh, hundred people witnessed it and he bragged about it. You know, uh, the redhead Joker guy, whatever. But uh, yeah, you know, and and until that kind of stuff ceases. It's always going to be a divide, not necessarily racial, but definitely with social class. <laughs> and, um, you know, this show is so great because I would like for, for you at some point, Q, to do a best of. And it almost proved my point. It's like, you know, one week we're talking about this rich white boy that killed all these damn people in Texas and, and got community service or some crap. And... Uh, then, you know, somebody else do the same thing, even of the same color, but if they pour some shit, they serving time for little of nothing. So it's just, you know, and getting charged a million dollars for smoking a cigarette and that kind of shit. So it's just, it's right. all screwed up. Okay. You know, it's all screwed up. All right, man. I appreciate that. And Amy? Sorry I was uh, late to the day, y'all. Um, I can't really comment on anything except for the whole gang deal. But, you know, our criminal justice system is broken enough, and we can't go putting people in prison on assumptions or because we think they might have done something that's not what, you know, our, our – justice system is about whether it works in some cases or whether it don't in some cases whether somebody gets too much time or not enough time or or whatever um you know we can't go throwing people in jail on a life sentence that's some you know that that's a serious uh sentence um to be throwing somebody in in jail for um something that we assume or we think a crime that they committed what i what i wanted to say about you know the getting pulled over 50 times and said he wasn't doing anything um you know i'm sure there's probably times that he got pulled over maybe or something he might have ran a red light a stop sign might have been driving too fast too slow swerved yellow line whatever um but you you do have to make sure that it's not a, a situation where you've got a cop that's just harassing the shit out of you. I've I've been there. I've been harassed for. There's been times I was guilty, and there's been times I was really was not doing a damn thing wrong, and and was harassed by that cop Hightower that I've talked so okay. much about. And it wasn't just me. He harassed. He's harassed. You know, a lot of the kids. Not a lot of people I've grown up with my whole life. So just one thing, just you know, something to be cautious about. Not all cops are bad, but no, not at all. Definitely. Yeah, but it only takes a few to to really ruin it. So just like anything else in life. And Ray, shut it down, man, and we'll get to some zone coverage. Okay. Um. Yeah. I guess 
uh, came in late, so I guess we just get on to the last topic. I mean, I'm not here to say that somebody should be charged with murder because they threw a gang sign. But uh-huh. what I'm saying is, is when you do certain things, you should not expect a good outcome from it. Now, if somebody killed him dead, we'd be less upset about him getting killed dead by a gang member for falsely throwing a gang sign than getting stopped by the police. That's where the mentality is twisted as well. Mm-hmm. You teach people that, okay, you know, certain things you do not do. And if you think it's cool to be in the game, then you're a part of the problem. And the people that's out here that's putting in the work for the game and throw these signs, they putting in the work, you know, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. So they understand what comes along with it. The cops cannot sit and figure out, okay, you're standing with these guys, you're associated with these guys, but you're not the dealer or you're not the criminal or you're not the gang member. But we're going to, until we find something on you, we know you're guilty, but we just can't prove it. So therefore, right. we have to leave you alone until we find something. Mm-hmm. You can't ask them to do that. You can't fight law like that. In the first place, don't associate with the wrong crowd and try to do the right thing. I know it's hard. Hey, we all was young once. We all did some things, but you got to learn. And this may be his lesson in his wake-up call. I hope that it is. But, you know, it was a great topic. And, you know, as far as the person suing about smoking their house, I don't know the total situation, but I just don't believe that you should be disturbing other people with what you're doing. I understand in certain places in other states, houses may be far apart. In other places, like New Jersey, New York, and, you know, Philadelphia and all, everything is closer together. So it is very possible. So until we know more facts, we can't really, you know, pass judgment on the situation. But I always say don't disturb other people. Now, if I got to turn my music down so low I can't hear it, then that's ridiculous. But it's blasting all over the place and people can't sleep. It's after 10 o'clock. Of course, the law should make you turn it down. So that's just my opinion. And that's the beautiful thing about Talk to Q. People can think what they want, believe what they want, but at least we get a chance to express ourselves. And it's only yeah. one way to change my opinion. Yeah, boys. Definitely get a chance to express yourself here. I appreciate that, man. I I I <clears throat> I'll definitely try to follow up on both of these stories to see what happens. Um I I'm gonna try to find pictures of the houses to see how close they are together and see if they are stacked up on top of these as like some of the houses in the bigger cities and everything. But um all right. Let's see, on Tuesday's show, uh, March 24th, I will have a guest for the first 15 minutes. She is a real estate agent in Las Vegas who wanted to discuss some home buying tips and kind of help people out to let them know what they may or may not need to look for or have or require when it comes to um, buying a home. I'm also reaching out to, uh, uh, reached out for a second guest for that show, but um, that'll be like the first 15 minutes of the show. On Tuesday show, Talk to Q Radio show, March 24th, 10 p.m. Eastern. No experts, just opinions. Thanks to my show legends, tweet chatters, and everyone who participated. Um, you can email your comments to talktoqnow at gmail.com, and I'll read them on the air. For those who are not hanging around for some zone coverage, peace out. I will talk to you Tuesday, but we're getting ready to talk some sports.
Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. jump back in here so we can get things wrapped up really quick and talk about um, some of the football that's been going on lately. Just some um, news. Um, the MEAC and the SWAC will have a new bowl called the Celebration Bowl. That'll be December the 19th in the Georgia Dome. So I guess the winners of both of those conferences will meet in that bowl, the MEAC and the SWAC. Um not anything I necessarily look forward to. I guess it's more or less more way to make money. Um, I wish they just joined the playoffs like every other or most of the other schools and um, go that route rather than um, make up these bowl games. But I guess they're just trying to – I don't know what they're trying to do, to be honest with you. But um, I stopped taking the swag a lot and seriously in football a long time ago. So, uh, anyway, uh, let's see. Last week, Dwayne Bowe got released by the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. That wasn't a surprise. They overpaid him. Ray, how do you feel about Trent Richardson being an um, Oakland Raider? Uh, I really don't like it, but, you know, what, what can you do? It's, uh, that means we're not taking a running back in the draft because we all have three. I really would like to make the move. To get a wide receiver with the first pick, then early in the second round, I believe pick number 34 or something like that, because we played place with Jacksonville in the second round. And uh, maybe take somebody like a Duke Johnson or something like that, or maybe TJ Yellen in early in the third round. That's what I would like to see to happen. To me, can Trent Richardson turn it around? You know, we're going to run the no-huddle offense, so similar to like what Chip Kelly's doing with Philadelphia. 
So we may be able, he may have some holes open up where he can run. You know, I used to like him at Alabama, but he just has not done shit in the NFL since his rookie year. And, you know, I give him a chance because you just got to believe for all that muscle, you got to be able to do something. So, you know, I give him a chance, but I really don't like the move. Do you think that um, Derek McFadden has anything left? Uh, going to Dallas? Uh, going to, if he if he can stay healthy, I mean, way the Dallas line is set up, I can run through there and get out. Y'all are getting up on the couch. So, you know, I believe he's going to be successful. But do I believe he will be the starting running back? I think they're going to pick a running back in the draft. I think and so, I think, too. You know, you know, Depends on who's there. Melvin Gordon's there, they'll take him. If Todd Gurley's there, they'll take him. He's either one of those are there. They're going to look for Duke Johnson or Kevin Coleman or one of those guys. Uh, um, the dude from uh, Nebraska, either one. So, I'm about Abdul- I think in the first yeah, round. I, I, like, Dallas, I like him. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. he's, he's a hint of a running back. He just can't block. And that's yeah. Well, he may not need the block because, you know, you got the horses up front. You know, he may still be successful. But one thing that Marco Murray does was he was a good blocker. So yeah. we, we, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I'm sold that Dallas is going to take a running back in the first round. I mean, Dallas is making the moves right now. I'm sure we're going to talk about it. So, all right. Uh-oh. Hey, Quincy, you're on control. And yeah, I see you there. Oh, you had a comment. You had a comment about McFadden. Uh yes, sorry. I am just absolutely tickled to death. I'm always, you know, happy for my Arkansas Razorback boys who, you know, who do go on to the NFL. Um, you know, being a, a lifelong Razorback and being a you know, a lifelong fan of the of the Dallas Cowboys. I'm absolutely tickled to death that um Dallas signed Darren McFadden. Um, you know, it's kinda uh for me it's it's bittersweet for, you know, one of our boys to to go um to the Dallas Cowboys, you know, with the history of, you know, Jerry Jones and him being a, a Razorback alumni and everything. I just hope that you know, everyone, you know, gives him a fighting chance, and I hope that, you know, Jerry Jones gives him, a, you know, a fighting chance and doesn't, you know, I'm still a little bit bitter. I, I always feel like Jerry Jones kind of um, wronged Clint Sterner. And, um, I don't know. I don't think Clint Sterner was all that great. So, uh, uh, it, uh, you know, it... He 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 did right by Felix Jones, you know. I, I, I think he did. He, did right. he gave Felix way too many opportunities. I, um, I didn't like. I didn't like I Felix after the first year. I just hope that he does year. the same with Darren McFadden. <laughs> so, but I think Darren McFadden. I think he could be okay with Dallas. Um, I mean, like Ray said, I, I don't think he'll be the starter, but I think he can, you know, be a guy that that can, you know, be a nice little change of pace and. Maybe he can use some speed if he has anything left um, 
with some of the holes they may open up. So yeah. we'll, we'll have to see with that. Well, I'm I'm excited but, for the for the season, and I'm I'm excited to see Darren in action and see him in that that Cowboys uniform. You know, that just uh, it's just nostalgic for me. You know. Like I said, when I, when one of my Razorbacks goes to my Cowboys, it's just a it's just a nostalgic thing for me, and so I just no hope doubt. that you know everything goes yeah. really good. I'm I'm, ex- I'm really excited about it. That's why I wanted to stick around for a few minutes and just kind of voice my happiness and excitement. Well, that's cool. I definitely understand that, and um, the Cowboys also picked up. Greg Hardy, um, who signed a one-year deal that's worth roughly, I think, $13 million if he miss, reaches all of his incentives. Uh, but Eminem, he still faces a suspension. I mean, I know he was on the exempt list last year, and he still got a paycheck. Um, actually, I think the deal, yeah, it's worth $11.3 million. It could be worth over $13 million. But um, Eminem, do you think he should be suspended since he sat out all of last year? Shouldn't they just be uh, maybe make him give some of that money back, or do you think they should add a suspension to it? I, I don't understand why you have the man sit out a whole year and then tell him he's going to get suspended. Right. I mean, because th- that should be uh, that should have been a concurrent type of deal, you know. So all of it should be finished, you know. I don't I don't agree with that at all. But you know, but like I say, but when 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 stuff based on. Um, you know, po- political incentives with, uh, you know, different factions and all that shit and not based on the actual NFL rule book, you know, a lot of stuff like that begins to look funny, you know, because, uh, you know, you got, you know, uh, Dante Stallworth was literally drunk when he killed that dude and shit. And, I mean, he came back the next year. I'm just saying, like, um, yeah, I don't, you know, I think it's just strictly because it's domestic. They're trying to just go overboard with it, you know. And it's not making light of the situation if somebody was a legit, you know, victim or something. But, I mean, nothing's more serious than getting killed. So, I mean, damn, you know. So, uh, I, I, I don't know why that wouldn't run concurrent with the, you know, with the season last year instead of starting suspended. That's uh, possibly starting suspended. That's crazy after you already missed the year. I don't, well, I don't I think, understand that. I think a majority, I think that just comes from Ray Rice. Um, everybody so that's what I'm is, saying. It's not based yeah. off the NFL rule book. It's based off of just PR and crap. I mean, I'm just saying, like, you know, at one point, are you going to be, if you buy the book, you know, yeah, I mean, you have to just swallow that PR if that's by the book. But by the book mean by the book. You know, when you add the PR and to throw the extra oomph in it, that's when the problem comes in. Yeah, well, um, this guy. Can I speak on that real quick. Go ahead. I mean, first of all, congratulations to y'all. Y'all made a brilliant move. I was hoping that we signed uh, um, Craig Hardy, but you know, uh-huh. our stupid ass owner had a lot of bullshit <laughs> to say and everything else, and you know, we missed a, a golden opportunity. And you know, for a guy to be on the exempt list last year, and then to talk about we don't know what's going to happen. At the beginning of next year, I mean, Gray Hart sped up and fight like Adrian Peterson fought, and it's all just a PR move. And to me, if you got a case and the, then the bitch take a check, 
then the case is over. If the law don't care nothing about putting you in jail, who the fuck is the NFL to try to do something about it? And that's sure. where the problem comes in at with me because, you know, she took the check. Everybody can say, well, um, you know, what about this and what about that? He did this. They did not convict him of anything because they did not have testimony. Now, if you don't have a testimony, she left, she took the check, the case is over. Just 
I, right. I think he just one of them dudes that you can't give everybody a check because when you give some people a check, they like, well, you know, even if I get cut, I'm good. So, right. And Buck, also, how do you feel down. about um, D'Angelo Williams in the mix with the Steelers? Buck. Yo, Buck. <laughs> All right. I but, thought I was talking to Buck. Okay. Nah, <laughs> but, but when Trent Richardson, I think he's dancing the hole too much. He don't hit it fast enough for the NFL. How does that work? Because you got three first-round linemen up there blocking for you. And, you know, it, 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 everybody's on the line in the league almost. But in the NFL, you got to hit the whole lot quicker. So I think if he can do that, then maybe fine. he can get better. But if he don't yeah, do it, it, he don't put on know. extra weight and out of shape and all that shit. He got he got to get it together, man. He does. So yeah, he be, does. This is last, absolutely last chance. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's thankful he got this last chance. I'm pretty sure he's thankful. Oh for it. When you're a first rounder, you gonna hang around. Now, does anybody know? If Indianapolis is going to have to pay him for next year because the rookie deals are guaranteed all the money. And um, as so far as I know, he's on the – well, I don't think it was that much. I, I got – well, I closed out of the article because I wanted to say that he was getting, like, another $1.4 million or Well, no, actually, he's suing for $3.1 million. I think he got one point four, and he's throwing, he's suing for three. Yeah, because he was a third pick in the draft after yeah. uh, RG3 and Andrew Luck. All that money is guaranteed, so he probably yeah. has $19 million guaranteed. So they're going to have to pay that full million or whatever regardless. At least yeah. I believe he will. So, cause, and then he yeah. said they set him up for fail, so I know he's suing for some of it. But uh, let's see. Colt McCoy re-signed with the Redskins on a one-year deal. Uh, so the Redskins got all three of their quarterbacks under contract with RG3, who I think is in his last year, Kirk Cousins, and um, Colt McCoy. So uh, I didn't think Colt McCoy was going to come back, but I guess there were no takers out there. Uh, What do y'all think about Chris Borland retiring after one season because he's concerned about the long-term effects of head trauma? Now, I do – I mean, I I ain't going to hate on a man to try to protect his health, but uh, did he have a history of head trauma, or was he just afraid that he was going to get it? No, he's just yeah, trying to yeah. figure out a way to get famous. I, I like Chris right. Borland. Yeah, probably I, I think he's a hell of a ball player. I always thought he was a hell of a ball player, even when he was at Wisconsin. But the problem is with this is he's trying to be a poster boy for something that he's never even had a concussion, to my knowledge. Now, I had this discussion yesterday with, with some coworkers, and, and I said to them, I said, listen, you show me somebody who has CTE that's made a lot of money and has a lot of money, I will start believing in it. Now, Brett Favre and hit it many times as anybody. You don't see him saying that shit. Peyton Manning, you don't see them saying that shit. Tom Brady, guys that got plenty of money. Roger Starback, the richest NFL player ever, you don't hear him saying that. So, okay, Ray Lewis, somebody like that, show me one of them guys. It's always somebody that was on drugs, was beating their wife, was an alcoholic. You know, he made $100,000 at the peak of his career. Now he's living in a one-bedroom um, flat or something, and it's always that. I want to see somebody that's made a lot of money, 
say I have this head trauma. I have yet to see it. Well, I know um, I know they interviewed Wesley Walker, which I'm not sure why they interviewed him. He used to be a tight end. He's almost 60 years old, and he talked about he has uh, nerve damage, spinal issues, pain in his arm and fingers, 14 screws and a plate in the back of his neck, um, and that if he had to do it all again, he said he doesn't know what he was thinking. He never would have played football. And I look at it like this. Um if you played football and didn't know that there could be some long-term effects, then I, I'm not sure what to tell you. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, some positions may be worse than others. If you're an offensive lineman, you may think that because you're not running full speed that you may not be as bad off as a receiver going over the middle, but you're constantly colliding with, with big guys, you know. And if you're going to get the paycheck – I mean, that's the reason why they pay you so much, because there's a chance you can get hurt. Now, this Chris Borland guy was a very good player who was looking to step in the place of Patrick Willis. And, again, I'm not going to hate on him for doing what he needs to do for his health, if that's why he did it. But um, I just don't like it how people are acting like like this is a surprise. That, you know, I mean, that's like a boxer saying, whoa, you know what, I can get a concussion. Or somebody can hit me and knock me but, out. <laughs> but, but, but 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 with everything you you you, you got to have a balance. And I I just think this this boy is just trying to be a poster child, like Ray said, because the He's ideal be the ideal situation is sort of like now the, to the fans is not the ideal situation, but the ideal situation is sort of like Barry Sanders and Jim Brown. You know. You you play enough to make a name for yourself, but you don't just push it until you like Steve DeBerg and shit. See, when it's no different than boxing. I mean, I'm just saying any kind of hardcore sport, karate, whatever. You know, it's just like once you get a certain amount of years in, that's when it starts getting dangerous. But the sport itself is not dangerous. You know, it's just like yeah, if you try to do shit to you 45 years old, you you probably is gonna have some kind of shit going wrong with you. You know, but uh. Uh, if if you have the average guy's career, for the most part, I'm not saying you won't have some off-riders or something, but for the most part, you're going to be okay, you know. I mean, even um, even Morton Anderson, who didn't do anything but kick, probably has problems getting out of bed sometimes. Right, that's you what know, I'm saying. That's being a, I mean, a football that's no different player. Than yeah. Working in a um, – who the, was the dude uh, – uh, Julius Jones, brother, and Thomas Jones, they dad worked right. in the coal mine. I mean, that but type of shit. you look at guys like Robert Smith. Robert Smith with the Vikings, he got out because he wanted to be, right. like, you know, getting the medicine. Um, I mean, Robert Smith got out. You have your Patrick Willis is getting out at a young age. Uh, I mean, you have a lot of players who say, you know what? You know, what's the name? He ten he, years he quit, uh, in one year. Say so he was called to preach or something. Remember the, the running back from Alabama, Coffee, with San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I know his last name was Coffee. I mean, so you have guys who who retire when they feel like, I'm going to retire before I get hurt or before something goes wrong. And then you have those guys who hang around forever. I'm pretty sure Dave Craig is going to have some issues. I'm not wishing it on the man. But I'm just saying Dave Craig, you know, who's been around for forever, is probably going to have some issues. Um, You know, Vinny Testaverde played forever. He's probably going to have some issues. And and I mean, so – I just think that just goes with the territory. I'm not saying that guys should but, necessarily, uh, you know, expect their quality but, of life to be horrible, but you got to know when to quit. See these guys, 
these guys need to stop saying this because they trying to make it sound like you know the wrong people gonna take it like it's something wrong with the sport. It's just it's a young yeah. man's game, and after you take so many leaks and you get a certain age, you got to use common sense. If you blow all your money in your twenties and you feel like you got a play to you in your forties, a box to you in the forties, whatever it is, even basketball, you know. That's I, I was just getting ready to go there. I was going to go there with baseball. You know, baseball, um, kids are starting so young. When you look at the major leagues right now, how many pitchers are having Tommy John surgery at the age of 20 and 21 years old? Because they're throwing their arms out in junior high and high school. Right. And everything. You know, baseball is year-round now. It used to be just to be a spring sport. Used to be the spring, right. Right. Now kids are playing baseball year-round. There's a lady that works for me whose kid travels more than I do. Right, they're going to Tampa in just two weeks for some kind of baseball tournament, and so this kid is constantly every single weekend, except for maybe a few, you know, around the Christmas break. I mean, last fall she was gone every weekend between Brandon and Clinton for tournaments, and now she's doing it again, winter and spring. And this kid is a pitcher, and he's been pitching for you know, I guess two seasons now. By the time he gets a senior in high school, man, his arm is gonna have twelve years on it. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yes. So I, I just think that part of it is too much. And I think football is one sport where normally you just have that one season. You don't have a spring football a lot of times. Then turn around and play fall football, unless it's maybe seven on seven or something. But I just think that's just a little too much. And I mean, and like I said, dude probably is going to be the poster child. He's going to be this year's Michael Sam. Um and, and I mean, you know, so what a, more power, more power to him if that's what he's going to do. But uh, I'm like, I, I just think that I mean, I, I don't want moms to get a hold of to it, and then they try to get rid well, of see, that's, see, that's the thing. and all that yeah, other that'll stuff. That I heard Pee Wee football. It's like, oh my God, you know, they're gonna have brain damage. No. If he blow all his money and play till he in his late thirties, yeah, he's gonna have brain damage. But that's that's no different than a guy, you know, uh uh dead broke, you know, working at a factory or some shit. If he trying to do it till he's seventy five, yeah, he might die at the job. It's possible. Yeah. Hey. All right, in other news, um Bernard Pierce got released after a DUI from the Ravens. Damn. Michael, Michael Crabtree is visiting the Dolphins. Um, let's see, former Cowboys defensive end Anthony Spencer is meeting with the Seahawks. Uh, O.C. Yumayura visiting the Jets. Dwayne Bowe is visiting the Browns. Tim Tebow works out in Philly. <laughs> uh, Cowboys Terrence Newman, former Cowboy and Bengals Terrence Newman, who should have retired two years ago, is visiting the Patriots. Uh, let's see. Saints first round pick, and uh, yeah, you missed that boat like fifteen minutes ago. But but (laughs) Patrick Robinson um is visiting the Steelers, former Saints first round pick. Uh, Sterling Moore, who played in Dallas, is visiting the Steelers. Ray, the Raiders um have spoken with Jermaine Gresham. That'd be a nice little pickup at tight end, along with Michael Rivera. Well, they uh, back surgery, so we don't know what Jermaine Gresham we gonna get. You know, yeah, any true. little, any little thing 
any any little thing that can make him worse, you know, we don't need that. But I mean, a player his caliber, he's been a two Pro Bowl, whether he was the alternate or not. Yeah, you know, he wouldn't something. have to be so, the number one guy with Michael Rivera coming on last year. But it would be nice if he can be hey, healthy. Hey Q, I yeah. know, uh, you know this. This is talk to Q, and since I had my cousin on, he likes to talk. I would like to him to talk a little bit about the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I'm gonna get to that. I'm gonna get to that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure he gets his moment. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, okay. uh, Denarius Denarius Moore is meeting with the Jets. Nice little receiver. Um, let's see. You know they're proposing a few rule changes. Uh, you know the Detroit Lions submitted a proposal about making all penalties reviewed. Um, I don't. They don't think that's going to get changed. They're talking about a goal line camera, which is something I think they should have had years ago. Uh, the Chicago Bears presented a rule where both teams get a possession in overtime, regardless if the first team scores or not. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen or not. And, of course, they're talking about moving back to point after attempt and all that. But, um, Eminem, as far as the Eagles are concerned, talk about what went through your mind the first week when they traded for Sam Bradford, when they got rid of – traded Shady McCoy, um, Resign Mark Sanchez. What was going through your mind then? And then after they picked up DeMarco Murray, uh, oh, they also got rid of Jeremy Macklin. Um, mm-hmm. How do you feel about them now and what they're doing? Because they, you know, they resigned. They got a couple of good people. I mean, Kiko Alonso is no slouch. Um, no, he he's he, he not a slouch. Let me tell you what was going through my mind. Man, okay, once all the cursing and stuff stopped, I was just like, like I'm trying to put myself in the mind of just a NFL coach in that situation, and I kept going back to the '80s, man. I kept going. Back. I know, I know, it was a whole different type of football then. But you know, Bill Walsh was known to get rid of players before they just say primed out. But one thing Bill Walsh did, though, once he got a certain pieces assembled, he wanted to see what you can do all together. And then he started getting rid of people. And I'm saying, like, damn, man, it's like, like, I want to see what all this shit would have worked, like, together, including Deshaun Jackson. And then if it was a busted season, which it wouldn't have been, but if it would have been, then it would have been like, okay, if you want to make it your own stamp and your type of guys, I still wouldn't have liked it, but I could have dealt with it. You see what I'm saying? All right, the next week when Foles went to um, went to uh, St. Louis, I'm sitting up here like, okay, like, damn, what pick was St. Louis? I'm thinking we must have did something to get their first-round pick. Like, okay, maybe they thinking Mariota going five. I think Rams is five, I think. So I'm thinking, okay, that's what we did. But when I found out it was like, with Sam Bradford, I'm sitting up here like, what? Sam Bradford, this motherfucker can't play three games, man. I mean, I ain't saying he garbage when he's healthy, but that's no different than picking up Greg Olden or Derrick Rose or uh, 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 Grant Hill back in the day, man. It's like, it ain't what they possibly can do. It's like, man, you got a team that's ready to pop, and you bring in somebody that, 
shit, stay in the ER? I, I don't, I didn't understand that shit. <laughs> you know, and I'm saying like, this is a quarterback. I'm just saying like, damn. And then, on top of that, when Ryan Matthews came, I'm just like, Ryan Matthews, Ryan Matthews. I'm like, okay, my boy Shady going to Buffalo, so why we didn't just work in a package deal to get C.J. Spiller? Because he's kind of, if you think of the Philly-style Chip Kelly offense, C.J. Spiller is more on that line of, you know, Sproles McCoy-ish type guy. Yeah. But Ryan Matthews, I ain't dissing him, but I'm like, once again, he can't stay healthy. All right. So I'm at my wits end, and then I get home, I look up, and uh, I thought I saw it say, I said, damn, the Jaguars got DeMarco Murray, but it wasn't finalized in some kind of way. We end up getting them, and I'm sitting up here like, okay. Now, I'm a DeMarco Murray fan as far as his running style, but I still didn't see how that would necessarily fit Chip Kelly's offense, even though I love DeMarco Murray as a runner because he knocks snot, and that's what I love. But I could deal with it. But it went against everything – DeMarco Murray as well as – well, not Sam Bradford. I ain't going to diss DeMarco Murray like that. But those picks went against everything that I thought he was doing. I'm like, okay, maybe this is something to bring in if if we really going to get Mariota. You know, I'm looking at, okay, we got Darren Sproles, and uh, I guess Jordan Matthews is still going to be there because he came on pretty strong at receiver. But I'm sitting up here like, okay, DeMarco Murray is not really – what you think of when you think of the the offense we run. And Sam Bradford, damn sure ain't what you think of when you think of the offense we run. So I'm like, man, what the fuck going on? Then Mark Sanchez, I thought he was going to be bait for us to pick up maybe uh, 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 another free agent or something. You know, got excited about Frank Gore. He said, I guess after a conversation with Shady, like, oh, man, I mean, uh, uh, Macklin, man, they finna cut your ass. So I guess he said, man, bump this. We're going to the coast because I really would have loved to seen Frank Gore, even though long term I know Demarco. Murray I would have much, a, yeah, I would have much rather seen Gore than Murray. But, right. Uh, but see, the thing just, is, if you think of the the the, 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 the I, and I'm just strictly trying to not to be biased. I'm just trying to say what looks like Chip Kelly's offense, and I'm like, I I don't know what this is, man. He right now defensively, it's, I'm good. You know, I love Thurman. And I love picking up Byron Maxwell. Maxwell, I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah, right. I, I'm good with that. Matter of fact, one time both of them were Seahawks. I'm good with that. But well, uh, let me get my two cents uh, on Demarco Murray before we change gears a bit or whatever. And first of all, I mean, because like I said, I argued with Cowboys fans that said he was garbage and all this stuff. Demarco Murray is far from garbage. Dude is a baller. All right. Yeah, he fumbled a few times, but I would take Demarco Murray. Just about over anybody except maybe Le'Veon Bell right about now. But uh, DeMarco Murray, uh, I didn't think he fit the offense. I was wondering if Chip Kelly was going to slow down his offense because DeMarco Murray does get tired. You know, he substitutes a lot. That's why Joseph Randall came in as often as he did and and, um, and Dunbar. So, I mean, if you're running a hurry-up offense, I don't think he's, you know, necessarily going to get as many carries, but you do have two other capable running backs. So, I don't think he's going to get anywhere near 22 carries a game. All right. Um, but 
Um, he is a bruiser. He's going to do it big in the fourth quarter when they do need to run the clock, which is probably what Chip Kelly's thinking. I'm going to save him for the fourth quarter and just hand him the ball, you know, 12 times in the fourth quarter and spend the clock and win the game. Um, if that's the case, then he has the right guy. Uh, I, I still don't understand Jeremy Macklin letting him go and everything. And I, I, I don't know. I mean, Ray, well, let me go to Buck real quick. Buck, do you still think that um, Chip Kelly wants Mariota at quarterback and that he's going to package some kind of deal to move up to, which would probably have to be number six to pick in front of the, um, in front of the Bears because the Bears right now are looking like they want Mariota as the heir apparent to uh, Jay Cutler? <laughs> Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's already been rumored that, um, according to what I saw in in an article just just today, that they're 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 definitely trying to get Mariota, and they're they're trying to get in line to try to figure it, figure out how to do it. Um, it just Chip Kelly. I'm not I'm not sure what he's thinking about. I mean, I, I like some of the moves that he made this week, but I didn't like any of the moves he made last week. And it, you know, I felt bad for Eminem because I mean, I thought we were gonna have to fly. I thought I was going to drive up Jack and save his ass because I thought that motherfucker going to jump off the back. <laughs> you know, it was, it was, that's bad, man. And I even ran into a Philadelphia fan that was doing, you know, she said, she said, golly, I think, you know, Chip Kelly just going to give away the team. I was like, that's what it looks like. I mean, it doesn't. It hey, just we didn't, we didn't have sense. a jersey on NFL fan shop because it wasn't a lot of Sproles jerseys, but most of our jerseys was, was uh, McCoy. Foles and uh, Jeremy Macklin, man, and, and we had we had a few trend calls, but that was it. Shit. And but yeah, I mean, you get rid of all your stars, and I mean, it just didn't. Mean, I, I don't think in the history of the National Football League, I've seen anything like what Chip Kelly did last week. Yeah, that's but, what I was gonna say. And Ray, he, I think that it makes the Eagles one of the most interesting teams in the league. I mean, I'm more interested to see what the Eagles do in the draft than I am the Cowboys right now. Because I really don't know what Chip Kelly's game plan is. Well, I'm going to tell you what, what he's going to do. And, you know, and I don't like Chip Kelly for this reason. <laughs> he wants to turn he wants to turn a football into a chemistry class. And you can't do that. The dumbest guy in the world knocks your head off on the football field. And he <laughs> feels right. like if if he, he feel like he can go get guys on Wall Street and give them to play in his system and people are running around and smoking mirrors everywhere and you think you're going to make that work. Well, it, this is the NFL. And you keep trying to be solo Mariota. Mariota's a good guy to marry your daughter and everything like that. This is football. <laughs> Without that system, I don't think Mariota's going to do nothing. I mean, we'll, we'll see but this is what I believe is going to happen. I believe he's going to slip out of the top ten, and when he gets to Cleveland, he's going. They're going to make a deal, and Cleveland uh-huh. already offered a first round pick for Sam Bradford. So they're going to send Bradford there, and they're going to get their Mariota, and that's how I think it's going to shake out. Because in a room and the Bears may take Mariota, Washington Redskins. Yeah. I don't see all that stuff happening. Tennessee, they probably going to go with Mecklenburger. They're not going to go quarterback. We'll, we'll see. The draft, they always got some surprises. So we'll just see what happens. But I think he wants Mariota at, at any cost. 
and you can downplay it and draft all these quarterbacks. Only reason why he's bringing Tebow and guys like that in is because he wants to disguise what he's really doing. And he just uh, moved out. Yeah, I don't think he wants Tebow. Yeah. I hey, mean, hey, Tebow is to run the system. I but, hope Tebow uh, gets a shot. But just, I want to uh, That's what I was going to bring to the table uh, last week. My final comment on all that charade with Chip Kelly, I said, okay, I had to have a talk with myself. I said, okay, he's the one that's the professional. I'm just a fan. And Pee Wee coach and Pee Wee don't count. But I said, okay, it's like this. And I was going to throw it out there on uh, on one of them uh, websites where people can uh, sign a petition. I said, okay, Philly fans, let's give Chip Kelly our 100% support. But one clause in his damn contract, if Buffalo and the Rams, either one, Make the playoffs, and we don't. Your ass got to go. That, that's all I, I think. If see. Philly doesn't make the playoffs, I think he's gonna go. Well, that, that's if, what I'm saying, though. But but to add to insult, remember Buffalo was nine and seven last year, right? I think. Yeah. yeah. And then the Rams had like a, a what four or five game winning streak toward the end. Of course, it was too too little, too late. Yeah, but, they played pretty if, tough. Seven if, and nine, I if, believe. If if one of them make the playoffs. And we don't make the playoffs, then this little science project he got going, your ass need to go, buddy. You know, I, I'm gonna yeah. sit back. I'm gonna sit back and watch you do what you do or whatever. But if I see what Buffalo done made the playoffs, and the Rams done almost made the playoffs or do make the playoffs, and we at the house, and I'm sitting up here scared to death for the Giants because Victor Cruz coming back and Odell Beckham is probably gonna have the best hands in the league, if not already. I'm sitting up here like, shit, man, we need, I mean, we got to get out of our conference first while you're doing all these damn, um, you know, this Frankenstein shit. You know, oh, I don't need this leg. I just put this leg here. I don't, I don't need this arm. I just put this arm. Oh, matter of fact. But you fact, know what, though? I mean, I, I just, I mean, like I said, I'm very interested in, in their draft and what they do, and he may not be finished in free agency. Um, and maybe more to come. But, I mean, when I look at the draft, I just think that, the only team, as far as our group, um, us four, who's going to get only teams that are going to probably get what they want are the Raiders and the Steelers. Um, the Raiders are probably going to yeah. get Amari Cooper, which would be huge that, if that's right, what they decide right. to go with, right? And the Steelers right. are in a good position to get um, Landon Collins, the safety from um, Alabama, to replace uh, Troy Palomalu, so they can get a good safety at twenty-two. Now, Philly, I don't know what they want, but I'm pretty sure they want to move up. They could stay where they are and get a linebacker, um, or if they want Mariota, they're going to have to move up. Dallas, I really don't think that um, Ty Gurley is going to make it. Um, now that Ryan Matthews is gone, Ty Gurley is probably going to either go to the Chargers or he'll get picked up by um, maybe the Browns or even uh, Carolina. But I can also see Melvin Gordon going to either Carolina or the Ravens or something like that. So the Cowboys are kind of in a bad spot at 27 and would have to trade up. And I really don't want them to give away any picks. I'd rather they stay at 27 and just get the best player available than hey, trade so not gonna get a running back. So y'all not going to get Adrian Peterson? And Well, I don't know about that. I mean, Adrian Peterson is you know, going to cost a lot of money. I can see him being a Texan quicker than I can a Cowboy. Um, it, it, I would love to pick him up, 
don't get me wrong with that offensive line. Hey. I would love to have Adrian Peterson, but I just hey, think he's too geez. expensive. This is a question I want to know. If y'all ain't got no money cap-wise, you know, Jerry Jones can buy a whole other football team, but cap-wise, y'all don't have no money. How y'all sign Greg Hardy and how y'all looking to sign Adrian Peterson? That's what I'm saying. I don't don't think they have any money to sign Adrian because he's not going to take a pay cut, I don't think. And they found that 12 to sign Hardy. And... As far as the salary cap um, and how they got Hardy under the cap, I was surprised to see uh, Hardy get as much money as he did. Now, I know that, let's see, uh, some of the people that they did sign uh, really didn't hit for much on the cap, like the Keith Rivers, Jed Collins. They signed five people, uh, but none of them had a cap more than $1.6 million, um this year. Uh, so they only use 5.6 million of their cap space. Now they have 5.7 million remaining. So I'm not sure what had to be done in order well, to get Greg Hardy. Now I know they said they were going to restructure Tony Rumble's number. Yeah. Uh, because did he, he have to adjust the cap a little bit to get Diz Bryant under that franchise tag? Hell, his salary probably tripled the franchise tag. Well, the 5.69 um, in cap space they have now is after Dez Bryant. Uh, 5.7 million, that's after his uh, franchise number, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, Romo hits for $17 million on the cap this year. And so I don't know if they're in a situation now with signing Greg Hardy that they're over the cap and they got to get it back under uh, or what. But I know if Romo restructures that $17 million, then uh, that'll give him plenty of cap space. But I, I don't begin to say that I'm an expert and understand this cap stuff because I had no idea almost, how they think. You know who I think quietly probably has made the best uh, free agent trans- transactions right now? J- just as far as, like, filling in the pieces? I, I think it's Indianapolis. Indianapolis made a killing. Yeah, I mean, because oh, yeah. it's like – they they, they they got they already got what they needed. It's like they just need to get over the hump past uh you know, a few teams, New England, maybe Baltimore, um, you know, Denver depending on, you know, how it go. But they, they picked up Gore and then uh uh Andre Johnson just gonna just compliment T. Y. Hilton so good. Uh I don't know. I'm gl- I'm glad uh I don't have a team in the AFC because that's that shit, they, man, they might have turned the tide right then. Oh, they they definitely seem to beat right now. People won't so. say that because Brady got four rings, Belichick, and, you know, yeah. and Carole, stuff hey, like hey, that. Hey, Pete Carroll gave Brady his last ring. <laughs> shit. Oh, yeah. He, well, he will certainly did. <laughs> you know, nobody going to say that, but, yeah, he most certainly did. So, but right now, Indianapolis, Frank Gore going to do wonders for him, you know. Now, I'm glad to see Frank Gore in that position because he's a Hall of Fame running back. But nowadays, you got to get 15,000 yards, and you still might be looking around waiting to get your name called. Yeah, they turn Fred Taylor around with, with 4,000 yards in the end now. It's just crazy. Fred Taylor used to run that thing so damn hard. Man. Yeah. yeah. Almost got 12,000 yards. But, you know, yards, I don't understand – I don't understand um, exactly what Dallas is doing with the cap. 
uh, and the what they have going on. I know. I think they still owe Miles. I think they still own um, owe Miles Austin some money this year. Um, when you look at what wow. they, oh, I think they no. do. I think they, that contract was old. They, they talk. Um, I think they had like I thought he had like five million worth of dead money. Maybe that's come off of last year. Uh, but uh, I mean, when you look at Romo, is counting for. I mean, he has seventeen million in salary. Uh, and I mean, his cap number is ridiculous. His cap number is probably well over twenty million. You know, Dez is getting twelve. Brandon Carr is getting eight. Now, Brandon That's Carr, from what I heard, they can recut, they can renegotiate his deal. Um, and really, no one else is really getting anything over five other than Jason Witten. But you have four players that's getting a lot of money. And right now, their total cap number is one hundred and fifty-one million. Does anybody know what the free agent, what the salary cap is? I don't even know what the salary cap uh, is. Oh, it's one hundred and forty-three mil, I think. If that's the case, then it's okay. Then they, all right, so there, there are they are over the cap, then I guess I don't know how updated this is. This website I'm looking at right now, but if they're over the cap, they're going to have to definitely restructure and make some deals. Now, I didn't think you could go over the cap um, at all, but maybe you can go over and get back under it. I don't like I said, I, I don't begin to know how that stuff works. But when I saw how much Greg Hardy got, I was kind of surprised because I didn't know that they can afford it. Well, the thing so, is, you gotta you gotta make sure that you be cap compliant by the beginning of the league year. Now, after the league year, you know, I think you, they give you a little bit of leeway, but you know, they got to restructure some contracts because you got to get. Well, I mean, you know, Tony Romo is hitting the cap of twenty-seven million this year. Who twenty-seven? Tony Romo is hitting Shit. the salary cap for Dallas for $27 million. Hey. I mean, his base yeah. salary is seventeen. Then he has the $5 million signing bonus he's getting, a $1.6 million option, and a $4.1 million restructure bonus. Hey, you know, when, it, oh. when they redo his deal, he gets a bonus. So Now, oh, Greg man. Hardy, oh, his oh. Greg Hardy's hey, cap number this year. I'll give you all a damn Greg Hardy's cap number I'm looking at right now is uh three point three point two million. So that's probably how they got him under. Um he got a seven hundred and forty five thousand dollar base salary, one point one roster, one point one rec- workout, three point two is his cap. I mean, where's the rest of the money then? Because it's like an eleven million dollar deal. I don't understand that. And that's a Jerry Jones deal. Man. Probably, yeah. They must have hit that's it in one of them crude oil deals he got going on. Right. He was supposed to hit for $11 million, though. The 13 was supposed to be with incentives. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Because I kept wondering why this, is this guy, the blogger or whatever he was, kept saying, I don't know how you can make a $2.6 million deal look like $13 million. I was trying to figure out what the hell was he talking about. But I never could find any other information on that. But, yeah, that, I don't know how they did it either. All I right. Mean, so I the way they said what it. When, this is how Jerry Jones did it. I just, I just, I think I just found it. Uh, this is how Jerry Jones did it, which I guess Jerry Jones is. This is what he does uh, for a living. But all right, his base salary pays seven hundred and forty-five thousand dollars. He gets a bonus of five hundred and seventy-eight thousand dollars for each week he plays. Okay. Now we know he's going to be suspended for the first four, more than likely. 
so the way it works, um, let's see, he would get the seven hundred forty-five thousand, five hundred thousand, five hundred seventy-eight thousand for each week he plays, and the rest of the money he makes will roll over to two thousand sixteen. So I don't know if that has anything to do with him not playing in September or the way they structure it as a $578,000 per bonus. However, Jerry Jones did this. Everybody probably needs to be doing this as well because it seems like he's getting over with this. This 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 is some of that, that old money type of math, if you ask me. But, but, but that's, hey, that's, the, that's, that's the way you should do it, though. He got the money to do it, you know. Yeah, he probably he got a million dollars and drive the other $12 million over to his house. <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, how it, in the it, world can you sign somebody to a, an eleven million dollar contract, but only have them for one year, but they only hit for three point two million that first year? I don't understand how he, how you do that, but he's done it. Yeah, he did kind of like how college. That's how uh, that's how uh, Mississippi State did. Uh, I think Dan Mullen. <laughs> you know, his base salary ain't nothing, but the the money come in with the with all that other little trimmings on it. I mean, that's, that's, I don't see how he did it, but he, he got him under there. and So uh, well, I, we'll have to so see. So he's a boy. Base salary be 200000 and 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 if you get 500 yards, you get $6 million. You get another 500 right. yards, you get <laughs> Right. And if you – if you rush for fifteen hundred yards, then you know you get a, a Corvette. I mean, Jerry Jones just had to find a way to get around it. That's 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 crazy right there. But okay, uh, let's see what else I want to get into right quick. Um, Mayweather Pacquiao? No, nah, not quite yet. I just want to still talk of football. Melvin Gordon okay. um, from Wisconsin, a running back. He's visiting the Baltimore Ravens. Ty Gurley is visiting. Carolina Panthers uh, for a pre pre draft workout. Um, as far as with the free agency overall, man, um, and Dominican Sue to the Dolphins. Uh, now, don't get me wrong, Sue is not a bad player. He's one of the best players in the NFL. But was he really worth that money? I mean, just real quick, yes or no? Do no, you think the Dolphins no. overpaid for him? Overpaid? Yeah, they overpaid. Your name ain't J.J. Watt. You should get $114 million. And then, and and then, with, his, and then with his history of messing up in a big game, no. What about Charles Clay, no. the tight end from the Dolphins, basically get, getting Jimmy, Jimmy Graham money to play with the Bills? That's some bullshit. Oh, uh, yeah. That's, what, that's not even uh, close. 30, 30, get 38 catches or 600 yards? Nah, that, that don't, that don't buy you the $8 million a year. <laughs> yeah, he's getting almost $25 million over two seasons. He must uh, be the best blocking tight end in the league. Maybe it's something. So, what's his stats on blocks, man? Uh, I mean, I'm not that, I know they don't really <laughs> keep stats like that, but it definitely ain't catching. All right, what about Josh yeah. McCown going to the Browns, uh, which could be a nice pickup, but – um, how do you feel about that? Do you feel like that Josh, Josh McCown can do anything with Cleveland? Man, he uh, didn't do nothing in Tampa Bay with them big horses down there and Vincent Jackson and, and um, Mike Evans. Mike Evans, How right. is he going to do something in in, uh, in Cleveland? 
And they turned around and almost yeah, gave him yeah. the same deal that Tampa Bay gave him, so he ain't really had enough. That guy has a career backup, and that's where he should be backing up. Man, Cleveland right. needs yep. pick. Dwayne Harris, who was the <laughs> kick returner for the Cowboys, and number four receiver, got a five-year deal worth $17 million with the Giants, with $7 million guaranteed. What do you think about a, a kick returner getting five years, $17 million with seven guaranteed? And he ain't Bullshit. returned a kickoff and, uh, for a touchdown in two years. Bullshit. That little speaker, I don't even know who the hell he is off the name. Right. You know, exactly. I don't know, man. So I don't know. Rosenhausen must be talking some good shit to these people. If I was a GM, I wouldn't be beat for that. All right. Eddie Raw. Eddie Raw, who had a you know, played with Denver, played with San Diego. A touchdown catching machine, but I don't think he's ever had more than eight hundred yards in a season, maybe maybe once. He got ten million guaranteed with the Bears. What about Eddie Rowe? What? Ten million? God. So how please. big is the contract? At least twenty. Let me let me find out how big his contract is. <laughs> but uh, let's see, Eddie Rowe. Let me find his his numbers. Now I know he catches touchdowns because every now and then he had these games where he had like two, three touchdowns. But just give you some of his numbers. His best season was his rookie year. Um, that's the only season he's gone over 800. He had 91 catches, 980 yards, and five touchdowns. Um, he had eight touchdowns in 2013, seven in 2014. Uh, but let's see what kind of deal I can find out he got. Uh, Eddie Roll to the Bears. He got a three-year deal for $15 million with $10 million of it guaranteed. Damn. Well, we, 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 shouldn't be surprised. we shouldn't be surprised by that. If you get Jay Cutler $126 million, that's not surprising. <laughs> right, right. Shit, yeah, they so. might give us seven. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. And we'll play better. Hey, they can give me 700000 I'll ride that bench good. They can give me 70000 and I'll be the biggest fan they ever had. All right, so uh, let me get into some who am I really quick. Uh, I got two of them. I'm a six foot three, 210-pound quarterback, born today in 1970. I'm 44 years old today. Drafted in 1993 in the first round by the Seattle Seahawks, number two overall. Rick Meyer. Out of Notre Dame, Rick Franklin Meyer. All right. Last one. I am a 5'11", 195-pound running back who turns 28 years old today out of Marshall, drafted in the seventh round in 2007 oh, by the New York Giants. Oh, Ahmad Bradshaw. Ahmad, I walk on the side of my feet, Bradshaw. All right. Where is he? Did he get cut? Uh, yeah, he's still looking for a job, I think. Okay. They said that dude's feet so bad, man, that when he the way he walks, they say that it wears out his Nike swooshes on the side of his feet. Now, I don't know oh, if that's an damn. exaggeration or not, but uh, one more thing on football, and then we can talk a little <laughs> boxing. 
Uh, Jameis Winston doesn't want to attend the draft, and they're giving him a hard time about it. How do y'all feel about that? Well, they, they didn't give Michael Sam a hard time. Oh. Well, he wasn't um, number one, a top five pick, though. Yeah, but he had all the media yeah. coverage. The thing about the thing about James Winston is, I mean, he needs, you know, if they want him on the draft, I mean, this is an opportunity for this kid to kind of clean up some of this other bullshit that he did when he was down at Florida State. But you know, maybe he's seeing it as a, you know, a people, you know, people get on to him and you know, slander him a little bit. You know, he needs to be, you know, you getting ready to join the National Football League and you getting ready to be in front of a lot of lights, a lot of cameras. And you're going to have to be intelligent. And, you know, this is an opportunity for you to start, you know, start showing some intelligence. So, you know, he needs to, you know, he needs to get on board. And not being able to get on board, I think it would be bad for him from a PR standpoint. Well, the way I feel about it is, I mean, he's a very intelligent guy. makes good grades in school and he's intelligent in front of a microphone and a camera. But if it were me, I wouldn't attend the draft either because on draft day, you never know what the situation is going to present. Right. And for you to sit up there three or four hours and people trying to make a fool out you and everything else, I've seen it happen to Brady Quinn. I've seen it happen to Aaron Rodgers. And you don't want to sit Yeah. And you don't want to see a guy sitting down and, Oh, he was so I thought he was going to the Bucks. They went married. Oh, now everybody's right. going crazy. They hey, picked Bryce hey, Petty This and that. Hey, cuz, remember how Geno Smith was crying? They kept putting the camera on him? You know, everybody yeah. kept passing yeah. on they, they, After the first round, when they took him at, back in the green room or something, whatever room they call it, behind the curtain. Because right. he was just sitting was there, sitting there, sitting there. And... You know, it, it's it's just it's just crazy. Horace Hat stayed on the board longer than he needed to, you know. He pacing back and forth looking crazy because they took Kevin Carter instead of taking him. Now you took a defensive lineman and left him on the board. You know what it is. So, you know. I look at I, it like. I would stay home. I look at it like this. I don't think they should bother this. If this man wants to stay home, I think that's his right. Now, nobody said anything when Joe Thomas went fishing a few years ago. You know, he was the third pick overall by the Cleveland Browns. He was somewhere in a bass boat. And nobody made one statement about him. He was a top five pick. Now, I understand this man could be a number one pick, but if he doesn't want to be there, then I don't, I, don't, I don't care if the man said he wanted to go rollerblading. I really don't. He doesn't have to be there. I mean, no one says that when I apply for a job, I got to sit in the waiting room until you offer me the job. I do my interview and I go home and wait for you to call me. And I think that's all he needs to do. You know, now, I just think they're messing with him. If I had a verbal commitment similar to the way Mario Williams did when him and Bush came out, oh yeah, and yes, I yes I would attend. But yeah. if I'm not knowing what the situation is, I would not attend that draft. Not not I if I was if I was uh, same as Jameis. Now, if you want yeah. these other guys, you're supposed to go in the first round, but you don't know where. Yeah, you could, though. But outside of that, no. Because I don't think nobody's going to go in the first round wouldn't be picked in day number one if the first yeah, or second if, round is going. If I got a deal, then, yeah, I agree with you. If I got a deal or whatever, then I already know I'm going to be there to take my pictures and all that other stuff. But, uh, Daryl, uh, Green Beckham 
Beckham Green, you know, is not going to last to the second round because he did well in interviews, well in workouts and stuff like that. So, yeah, you one of them guys, you can go and, you know, whether you go number 12 or whether you go number 28, you still know you're going in the first round. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh, we'll shift gears and go into a little boxing. We got about 10 minutes or so left. Uh, they got some fights coming to the Hard Rock Casino in Biloxi, but it's on May 2nd, so I won't be anywhere watching that fight because you know we'll be watching the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight. I'm not going to try to be at the Hard Rock watching some scrubs fight. Um, we had some good boxing this past weekend. Uh, you had Andre Berto and Josito Lopez, which um, Berto looked really good. You had uh, Sean Porter and Eric Bonet. That was a really good fight. Um, Chris Ariola and Curtis Harper. Did anybody see that fight? No, I missed that one. No, I didn't see it. But you see it? Okay, I don't know when Buck is on when he's not. Um, Chris, no, Chris, I didn't see it. Okay, I thought I lost you again, man. Chris Ariola and Curtis Harper is probably going to be a candidate for fight of the year. Um, uh, it was anytime you have heavyweights going at it, then you know, of course, you can expect anything. But uh, it's like one person was rocking the other with every other punch. And I have this Curtis Harper dude may have you know made some money off of this fight because he has a chin. He got hurt in almost every single round. It seems like, and he wouldn't go down. You know, I mean, he did get knocked down once, but uh, he got saved by the bell. But Ariola could not finish him off or nothing. And then a couple of times he rocked Ariola or whatever. Really good fight, man. Uh, Sean Porter looked good against Eric Bonet, knocked him out in the fifth. And Andre Berto won with a TKO in the sixth. And he looks like he's back from his shoulder injury. He looked really good. Uh, coming up, let's see. Well, next week you got Jamil Charlos and uh, Marta Rosian, which should be pretty good at 154 pounds. And then Danny Garcia and Lamont Peterson at 147. Now, can Danny Garcia um, at 147, uh, if he's the if he wins this fight over uh, Lamont Peterson, is this a situation where maybe he can move up and get a and, and wait and get a um, a major fight with uh, you know Mayweather or somebody like that? Do you think he would entertain a Danny Garcia? At uh, maybe 154 pounds or something, or maybe at 147. Yeah, Danny Garcia is a heck of a fighter. He's undefeated, so we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, it's a lot of fights out here to be made, but after May 2nd, we're going to get a lot of this bullshit on out the way, and we're going to get to making some real fights that need to be made. So I think Danny Garcia will get a shot. I'm going to tell you all something that I didn't know. I don't know if y'all are aware of it or not. Did y'all know that Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. is undefeated? I didn't know. Uh, no, I didn't know he was undefeated. I didn't know he was still boxing. I thought he had lost yeah, him, but I didn't know he was undefeated. He's 51-0. and 0. I don't think he's all that great, but, you know, that's just something that I ran across, and I'm like, man, damn. What weekly is you know, he? He's in the uh, middleweight now, I think. Or 
Yeah, middleweight, because of middleweight and super middleweight. Because he's talking about fighting Triple G, because he said he'll take the fight or whatever. But That'll be nice. That's the way guys got to do, step up and take the big fight, you know. That's why uh, Adonis Stevenson is not going to get my respect until he fights Sergey. Sergey going to knock his fucking head off, too. Let's see. Now, you, hold on for a second. I'm trying to find Chavez. I don't know if I'm... Julio Cesar Chavez Jr.? Yes. I don't know. This website showing he's 48 and 1. 48 and 1? Yeah, well, with a loss to uh, Sergio Martinez in September 2012. I guess it's the same one. It's quite a few Cesar Chavez really? out here. I might, might have that off. Uh... Yes, yeah, he's had 51 fights, and he's 42-1-1. One one. Well, that's just okay. 50. That's not 51. Maybe he had a no contest. Okay. I don't know, but I didn't know his record was that good. Uh, the last either. time I saw him fight, he fought um, Andy Lee, and that's been some time ago when he, he TKO'd Andy Lee. But um, I didn't know he was – he was. Uh, I really didn't know he was still fighting. I hadn't heard his name in so long, but I would like to see him fight um, – um, what's his face? Triple G. Um, Triple G. And yeah. uh, because it seemed like no one really wants to fight Golovkin, but uh, Golovkin, mm-hmm. I mean, what is he? He's Polish. He? A Catholic uh, state. He's from Catholic state. And uh, that fight he had against Martin Murray was really good. Martin Murray looked looked really good against him. Uh, but I, I mean, I like to see him. I would like to see those two fight. Um, I'd also like to see. Uh, I, I don't think Adonis Stevenson wants to fight Crusher Kovalev. Now he, he said, fight. I th- he said after the after the fight that he wanted to fight him. I don't think he wants to fight him. I really don't. I think Adonis Stevenson just wants to fight somebody else in Canada. He can whoop. I don't think he wants a part of Kovalev. No, Kovalev got a Pascal. Or whatever the dude's name was, he yeah. was hitting him with a lot of shots. Now he feel like he got a chance. So he got that Mayweather disease where you feel like, okay, I watched the fight, and because the last guy you fought, he got some licks on you, or you didn't look as good against that guy. Now I feel like I got enough people in my ear that, okay, it's nothing for you to be afraid of. You go ahead and you take this guy on. I am tired of these fighters these champions not wanting to make the fights that the people want to see and talking about waiting on time and then waiting till a man get in enough yeah. war so he's not the same fighter he was and all this and that, all this BS. Go ahead and make the fights. You're going to make your money regardless. There's no such thing as business moves and all that. Michael Jordan didn't been going that shit. They were just a champion. They had a heart. These guys but now... I, I don't think that uh, Adonis Stevenson could beat John Pascal the way he fought. Yeah. I think Pascal could beat him. But in order to be the champion, like Bernard Hopkins and all them guys, he didn't duck nobody. See, last yeah. guys talk about, well, they never lost, and this guy got four losses, this guy got five, and stuff like Bernard Hopkins them did. But Bernard Hopkins and Pacquiao and guys like that, they fought anybody you put in front of them. Not well, if it makes sense, and uh, we got to see this, and our people <laughs> got to get together, and 
then on the next interview, you turn around, I'm, I'm a boss. This guy not a boss. Okay, you the boss. Then you can make the fight happen. Don't turn around and fight somebody that ain't a bird is good, and you justify that. But then you don't want to make the fight that people want to see. Fine. But if you see, want the man there, we got to give you your credit. But I want right. to see you do it. I, I, I just you know? look at Donna Stevenson, and I look at him um, – I do think he's selective with with who he fights, and uh, I could tell now. You know, Kovalev beat Bernard Hopkins uh, last year, I believe, and Bernard yeah, Hopkins no has the utmost of respect for Kovalev, man, because he commentated the fight. He gave the man his props; he really did, and um, he yeah. he said that Adonis Stevens needs to fight him, and that's all there is to it. Uh, but as far as Adonis Stevens, I mean. He didn't really fought. I mean, he he did fight Chad Dawson, uh, which Chad Dawson ain't the fighter that I that he used to be. Yeah, he uh, got his ass last couple of fights. But other than Chad Dawson, I mean, he really ain't fought anybody just major. You know, anybody that you gonna know? I mean, the only recognizable name on his record that he fought within the last, other than Chad Dawson, is Aaron Pryor Jr. And I didn't know Aaron Pryor had a son that was boxing. <laughs> and he's not yeah. all that great. I mean, he's nineteen and seven. Yeah, I just want to see the fights get made. They can bring boxing to where it needs to be, and fight any and everybody they put in front of you. Well, if, if uh, you should be an undefeated guy in your division and you ain't fought it, yeah, and he's been it, undefeated it, for it, four or five years. Well, I mean, it, it'll probably start. Shaping up like that in a few years, especially. I with, think it's uh, shaping up it, now. NBC, NBC is putting on the fights and stuff. Yeah, and, you know, kind of taking the 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 the, the pay per view monopoly and all that out of the game. Because so, when you have guys that get on NBC and they start to maybe become household names or, or at least be more notable, I think it's going to kind of force some of those guys to make a move some kind of way. Because uh, I think this fight coming up is going to be big for Danny Garcia to really get himself out there. I, I like what my man Adrian Broner had said a few weeks ago, man. Anybody can get it. <laughs> he, he said anybody can get it, but he also said when the crowd started booing, and I was so glad to hear him say that. He said, yeah, but the last time I did something for y'all, look what happened to me, you know. Because uh, I was like, yeah, man, you got to fight your game. You get ahead. You know, shit, you you ain't got to slug it out with a guy. You, you got to win the match. You know, and, as a fan. And, right. But the thing is, uh, Adrian you know, as a fan, we we like we like to see it, but at the same <laughs> time, you know, you trying to win. Yeah, he's a heck of a talent, a heck of a fighter, but he gonna meet his match. He keep fighting the right guys. See, right yeah. now he's money hungry. Oh, yeah, and all these guys, he can get it. Okay, but then you turn around, and say, I never fight Mayweather. Okay, well, see, I look at like it like this. You get like that. That tell me something about it. There were some you know. folks that, uh, yeah, because, I mean, I just feel like uh, you should fight whoever's out there. But uh, I, I look at it. There was, they, were talk, they were talking about um, on Twitter and stuff that uh, Bruno shouldn't be, you know, he's coming off as the bad guy on NBC, national TV, and all that stuff. I don't think boxing cares if somebody's good or a bad guy as long as you know who they are. You know, it's just like wrestling. I mean, you know the bad guys just like you know the good guys. It doesn't matter. Right. So, just, it don't matter. Be, it's all the same. What? 
someone you he talk wanna about. Get that, he want to get that Amir Khan fight. If he fight Amir Khan, he's going to have his hands full. He might get his ass whooped if Amir Khan fight the way he fought Devin Alexander. If Amir Khan fights that way, he's going to be hard to beat. But he, Amir Khan will risk getting knocked out. That's something he will do. But, all right, got less than a minute before. 